Check one. Check. Slovakia. Czechoslovakia. Check one, two, three. Czech Republic, Slovenia, Slovakia. All right. What's up? Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> My family is still asleep, which makes this a great time to do a live stream. But also, I'm not going to be uh, yelling because I'm trying to let people sleep. But I was up doing a little research on Celine Dion, and I'm pretty sure she's actually a vampire. So I'm going to break down her clothing line thing. Uh, and the company that she's working with on it is, it's all very weird. And uh, I'll play you a great Celine Dion joke from my stand-up that I just pulled off the internet. And I will also be talking about the role of clothing in uh, society and hats. And, um, but first, when I was going down these rabbit holes, trying to figure out what's going on with Celine Dion, <sighs> I stumbled upon some information about someone that I didn't want to see these things, frankly, but the truth is the truth. And, and Sidekick Bear, not Psychic, Sidekick, but he probably is Psychic in his own weird way. The fact that um, I, I get to be a, have a week away from Sidekick Bear right now and his, his mental sophistry isn't keeping me uh, prisoner. So... Uh, I, I just did a simple Google search of Sidekick Bear. And look what I found. Sidekick Bear was with Kennedy the day he was shot. And it's it's funny how he never brings that up. Like I talk about conspiracy stuff with him all the time. And don't you think it would, would have been something to bring up that he was in the car that day and... uh Dallas, Texas, when our when our president was taken out. That's that's maybe just a coincidence, but then I saw this. If you look at the back of your dollar bill, you will see the Illuminati pyramid. And uh, if you look even closer, oh, the is the audio too quiet right now? All right, I can turn this up. Hello, hello, check, check, check. If you look even closer at the. Uh, Illuminati Pyramid, you'll see a, I would say a friendly face. I would have said that before I found out that uh, there's more than meets the eye with old sidekick bear, but there is his face. And then, of course, there's this. Sidekick bear hangs out with rapists and pedophiles. So, listen, sidekick bear typically has a plan. And I know that. Very intimate audio levels. Thing. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. But I'll let Sidekick Bear explain himself to me. I won't make any assumptions. Which brings me to um, Gavin McGinnis, my buddy. Here's a perfect example of, of me giving someone the benefit benefit of the doubt because I've like known them for a long time. Um, apparently Gavin had to uh, uh, disassociate himself from the Proud Boys. And I watched the video and uh, you could tell that he doesn't want to. He's like defending them and all this stuff. And I, <clears throat> I personally think it's a bad move, but I don't know what he's facing. 
you know, I, I think it's worth going to jail for something like that. But that being said, I'm not in that position. And if I have Amy telling me that, you know, Walter is wondering where his dad is and do I really want to go to jail for that? I, I, I would hope that I would because once you concede, they just keep taking. Uh, and if, and if you, uh, and if you make them show their hand, you can easily prove that the proud boys are not some sort of uh, racist organization. That being said, I don't know what he's facing. And so I'm going to assume that he's making the right decision because uh, I like him. And for the people that accuse me of being a, a turncoat on people, it's only been people that are like ridiculously wrong. And typically time reveals more and more that it was the right call to call them out. Like, for example, Jordan Peterson, and I won't go down that whole rabbit hole, but um, he did many things that I didn't call out. And I just kind of sat there and just was like, hopefully he has a plan. And then after like the hundredth thing that completely contradicted how he portrayed himself. And then, you know, there's some big ones. Um, I was like, okay, this guy's, this guy's toast to me. But like this Gavin thing, it's a perfect example. Uh, I think it's a bad move to disassociate yourself, but I trust him. I know he's a good person. He's a family man. He loves the Proud Boys. I don't know what legal stuff he's facing or if he's helping his own guys. I have no idea. But I think in that situation, it's never a good move to concede anything. Because you can't argue that they're not racist and they're good guys in the same state in the same paragraph that you're uh, disassociating yourself from them. Cause it's like, then why would you do that if they're good people? It, it, it It's kind of like me with the racism joke stuff. If I'd apologized, it would have said that I was a racist, which I'm not like it, it, it has the absolute opposite effect long-term. It's like when people are like, Oh, apologize. I'm like, but I did, I didn't do anything wrong. And if I had apologized, that would have been me saying that my intentions the whole time were racial and not satire and irony. You know, like when I apologize for the Joe Rogan thing, I still stand behind that because some of what I was saying I, I was true, but I was being um, vicious and he hadn't attacked me publicly and uh, I was enjoying it too much and being a troll. And so that's what I was actually apologizing for. So I just thought that could be a good way to start off the, the stream. I hope you guys are good. I can't blame Gavin. He's trying to help his buddy out. Yeah, that's it. That, see, he's, he's a, a, a perfect example of someone you give the benefit of the doubt to. I have no idea what he's facing. I don't know any of it. So although my, my gut says it's the bad, it's the wrong move, it's like I don't have purity tests and, and just turn on people if if I disagree with them on something. Like I, I enjoy watching Tucker Carlson and, and Stefan Mollen, who broke down one of uh, Tucker's recent points just brutally and very well about how Tucker was saying that uh, he would stifle driverless trucks because of how many people they employ. That's that's fascism. That's like one step away from bug eye Cortez. Like you can't it like I'm friends with a bunch of truckers 
And um, first off, the driverless trucks won't get rid of truckers because they still have to be in their operating shit. And also, a lot of truckers are really smart people and they're just, they have a job that's a good job. If they didn't have that job, they would be contributing members of society. I, I can't stand when people treat people like children, like that they have to be like taken care of, you know? Like if you don't allow things to flourish because of technology, that's, there's no end to that. You know, it's like, uh, like Tucker Carlson does a TV show. It's like, well, that's, well, TV put a bunch of people out of business that would like sketchy on the street and do little like talky films. Does he, does he go door to door and give people VHS? And, and the point I'm trying to make is I still like Tucker Carlson. I still enjoy listening to him. It's just like he got that very wrong. But I, I, I have no reason to think that he doesn't have a good character. You know, that, that, that's the difference between like Peterson and those guys. It's like when someone has a horrible character and you realize that they're coming from a place of deception, that's when you really call people out. But I give people the benefit of the doubt uh, for a while on a lot of topics, you know. All right. Anyway, let's uh, let's start talking. Auto automation hasn't come to the point for replacing truckers. There's too much involved other than just driving point A to point B. Well, one thing truckers are actually facing right now is this migration nonsense. It's like they're, the AI bots are Pakistanis and they suck at driving and they, uh, you know, a lot of them are just totally unfit to drive, but they're cheaper. These, these idiot leftists will, will make all these minimum wage workers comp, all this stuff. And then to get around it, they just hire people that aren't legal citizens. It's uh, love Tucker. He gets it wrong sometimes. It's okay. Yeah, that's how I feel about Scott Adams. Scott Adams couldn't be more wrong on certain topics, like how to address being called racist. Um, his take on Soros is insane. Uh, but I still enjoy him. And, and I think that that's... That's cool. You can't, you can't, well, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but I can't uh, just only be around people that match all my views. I mean, that sounds like a pretty tedious life, but someone who's a, not a good person, you, or you got to call out. All right. So let's talk. Uh, coolest monkey in the, in the jungle. Someone made this H and M destroys Destroyed over controversial coolest monkey hoodie. That's a true news story, by the way. This coolest monkey in the jungle hoodie was modeled by a little black kid. And uh, idiots called it racist. And so I custom made my own hoodie and I wore it out. And no one ever said anything ever because, of course, it's not racist. So then now we sell uh, coolest bear in the forest at uh, unbearablestore.com. But my point is... Clothing matters a lot. And this, I made this meme a while back. There's this little boy that says boys will be and then boys is crossed out and it says good humans. And he's, and he's got that and he's in a submission uh, lying position laying on the ground. And then I have uh, uh, old man Adolf, mean Mr. Mustache, Adolf Hitler. And he's kind of dressed like a little boy, he's oddly looking feminine. I don't know what I was trying to say with that meme. I just thought it was provocative. It gets the people going. But in reality, like, I, I hate that shirt that that kid's wearing. And 
Walter does gymnastics, he won't like when he gets older. I don't want him to have a crazy back injury or have stunted like midget growth, but it's great for him now. He loves it. And, uh, and one of the mothers put that shirt on her son. And I'm just glad I wasn't there because I would have made a scene. And, uh, Amy, it bothered Amy tremendously because what it's saying is that being a boy is not, is not good. And they, this type of stuff, boys will be boys, good humans. It's, uh, it's emasculating. And I notice a similarity between KKK hats and, and the pussy hats. Just talking about uh, clothing, like what clothing says to the world around you. The KKK looks like a big boner. And then the pussy hat is like this weird symbolism of a vagina. Uh, my point is if you're, if you're wearing genitalia on your head, you're probably in a hate group. So, uh, I mean, the KKK guy is sponsored by Bowen Branch, however. Just kidding. Let me check in. Make sure you guys are good. Uh... You guys are good. Sweet. We have a nice little intimate one this morning because it's pretty early. Um, and question, what is your thoughts on Boy Scouts of America changing their rules to allow girls? Insane. Obviously, obviously it's to undercut the entire, the entire uh, society, but we'll get to that. All right. So this is what the agenda is. And there's always an agenda. And usually they, they sell it to, to, to idiot celebrities that are just so narcissistic and full of just filthy appetites that they'll just say and do anything to get approval. But then they also sell to uh, academics so that they try to make it seem like science, this odd nebulous concept now that uh, doesn't mean what it once meant. Uh, they sell it so that it's now seen as a fact, some sort of fact, this agenda. And the agenda is to get rid of gender. So... This is in nature.com or something. U.S. proposal for defining gender has no basis in science. A move to classify people on the basis of anatomy or genetics should be abandoned. It's, uh, it's crazy. They're saying, like, like Bill Nye is just an old pervert. Like, like notorious, alleged, just like ass-grabbing, filthy, dirty old man. And he's an engineer, you know. He's like Bill Nye the science guy. It's like... How funny is it that he's establishing his own gender in his name? Bill Nye, the science guy. What about science person or science? Zuh? But I've met him. I've interviewed him at the time. I didn't realize how much of a perv he was and how just disgusting he was. But when he did that gender song on Bill Nye saves the world about, and he talked about how a two-year-old can choose their gender and all that stuff. You realize that that's the end game is to get rid of gender itself. I mean, that's just the ultimate, uh, screw you to God. And it's also a way to just destabilize everything. It destabilizes the family unit. Uh, it just puts people in these endless misery cycles where men don't feel like men. They feel like these emasculated indoor cats and women are are playing the role of a man getting all angry all the time and, and aggressive and, and not having children. And on the inside, they're just crying. They're just anxious and depressed. And that sells drugs and all this stuff. So 
the good news is it's easy to get around it. Just don't, don't do it. That's the whole thing. It's literally don't do it because look at what else is happening. If you, women, ladies, I'm telling you, you don't want to be seen as men. All right. Ban on female genital mutilation ruled unconstitutional recently. Now that we have some muzzies in Congress, we're going to see a lot more clit cutting ladies. So um, be on the lookout because in Sweden, it be, it's now like insane. It's like if you speak out against genital mutilation on a, on a newborn baby girl, you're seen as uh, as quote unquote racist. And those those cucks over there, those just humiliated men just can't even stand up for themselves. Um, I don't know. I guess most of the good ones died in, in the world wars. That's my only theory. I mean, Europe used to be full of Tommy Robinsons. And now it's like full of just like, hello, my name's Bjorn and I have breasts. Would you like to sit? Would you like to sit with me and Ivan in, in, in the steam room and do what we're told? Uh, yeah, ladies, you, you want to be treated special. Just trust me on that. You don't want to be, uh, the male world is insane. Just, and I don't want to be treated like a woman. And I know most men wouldn't, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Like this, someone sent me this. This was, uh, I think sent to them at their school. It's his or her. It's there. Uh, instead of guys, it's folks. That's what I knew. I hated folks for some reason. Ladies and gentlemen, now it's distinguished guests. Well, isn't that a category? Distinguished? Hmm. And who's to say they're guests? The lady or man in the red shirt, now it's the person in the red shirt. Hmm. I'm not going to follow any of that. So that's the answer to that. And I, my brother and I did a, a stream last year where, where he was talking about the 13 reasons why that Netflix show and how awful it was for kids. And now a study has come out uh, that net. And by the way, if a study comes out against something like Netflix, it's real because studies are run by leftists. So when they have to admit stuff like this, it means that it's super real. A study found Netflix is 13 reasons why race suicide risk in vulnerable young people. The University of Michigan conducted a study where they asked at-risk use whether watching Netflix 13 Reasons Why contri contributed to suicide-related symptoms. The research concluded the show may have negatively impacted some vulnerable viewers. You think? The whole show is about giving people reasons why they should kill themselves. I mean, th this trans stuff is also going after the vulnerable. It's going after a lot of times kids with some form of autism or with broken families, developmental problems, um, down syndrome. It's, uh, now those kids to try and look cool and be a part of something, you know, cool are becoming like, uh, you know, chemically castrated. It's, it's disgusting. Someone sent me this from Canada. If you want to time travel and you want to see what's coming next, look to our sadistically, so SJW neighbors to the north with their sticky little maple syrup hands. They can't have guns. Well, I mean, some there's a lot of great people in Canada, by the way. When I'm when I'm mocking a country, it's it's the nation of Canada. It's not the people. There's some great Canadian people. And, I, and I'm sure a lot of them have guns. But 
in general, they just have sticky hands from maple syrup. They, they defend their families and their lands with sticky hands. They go, hey, I got sticky hands, eh? And, and then people are just like, oh, no way. He's got sticky hands. But Canada is, su is such an irony because you have some of the most masculine spawn of fur trappers. You know, just these legendary bearded giant, like just dudes. And then you have Justin Trudeau and you have like all the other Canadian bullshit of just the most effeminate socialist, just gross people. And they, they're like, it, it, it's similar to Portland and LA. The funny thing about LA, there's millions of awesome people in LA. Same with Portland, San Fran, kind of. San Fran less than LA and Portland, but uh, uh, same with Burlington, Vermont. You know, you have like Portland, you have like real men doing male jobs. And then they have to open the door to where they work. And they're in Portland where some, you know, just some guy in a speedo is holding a sign and he's like on acid and he's like pissing on his buddy, but yet you go to jail because you, you own a car. I mean, that's kind of like what's going on in Portland. Um, if, if you were an enemy of the West, you'd want to commit suicide by not breeding. This is how make abortion a virtue, promote homosexuality, persuade women to prioritize a career, sterilize men. Totally. It's so well thought out and evil. It's insane. Have kids. Breed. Like, th that's all they're doing. They're making it so women are at work so they're not having kids. And then by the time, there was just this this news story where this woman just, she was, she was 51. She just turned 51 and just killed herself because she realized she couldn't have kids. Like, that's brutal. So anyway, Canada, someone sent me this. Everyone is invited to join us tomorrow, Tuesday, November 20th, in Grand Parade as we raise the flag for Transgender Day of Remembrance. Of Remembrance? Like, did they fight for you in a war? They're treating these people like like it's Memorial Day or Veterans Day. It's, it's like, the, like, quote-unquote trans people are either a very, very tiny group of mentally ill human beings that can be very nice or very mean or whatever. I mean, most actual trans people I've known, my piano teacher when I was a child actually was a transsexual, almost all of them, almost to the point of being anarchists, like small government people. They're all about, don't tell me who I am, how I should live, how you should live. They're very, in general, but that's these t the tiny group of people that actually have gender dysmorphia or dysphoria, where they think they're another gender, uh, is like 0.03% of the population. The rest are just, it's like goth. It's the new goth. It's the new, you know, Bart Simpson. I mean, when I was a kid, you'd say like, eat my shorts. And everybody would be like, oh, you're such a badass. Be like, eat my shorts. Because that's what Bart Simpson would say. Now kids are like, yeah, I want to be a real badass, so I'm going to chop off my cock and start taking estrogen. Hmm. I think we've kind of hit hit our uh, max of nonsense. You guys having fun? Numeral live streamed FGM and circumcision last night. Oh, good for him.
Is this the usual time on streams now? I didn't, I I only like I alert you guys when I'm streaming like 20 minutes before because it's it's on demand anyway on my other YouTube channel so you can watch it whenever you want but the streams you know there there has to be some impulse to it because some of my best ideas like when people ask me they're like how do you talk for 2 hours every day live and not run out of stuff to talk about well, the answer is I talk about things I'm super interested in. And so when I'm like inspired to talk about something, I'm like, ah, I'm going to stream that. I'm going to collect some pics and get a, get my thoughts together. And, and that's how you do it. Cause if not, it would feel forced and I wouldn't do it to be honest with you. It has to be stuff I'm super interested in. That's why sometimes I'll be on a, I'm like a theme that's might be a little darker or silly or like for a while I was just obsessed with a kazoo. Um, it's because it has to be genuine or else I, I, I just wouldn't have the energy to do it. All right. So here's a picture of me and my brother. We were vulnerable kids. I mean, and we have, and we had parents that are still married too, but it was like, we're, you know, look at me. I'm, I'm sleeping in a suitcase, just loving the fact that I have any mental stimulation, which is my brother reading hop and pop hop on pop in his uh, weird like 80s shirt. And I'm just, I just couldn't be happier because we, we have a longer uh, attention span because like, okay, this is a picture of me as a kid. I'm reading the jacket of a record. Like we didn't have a television out of piano and we had records. So I'd listen to Oliver Twist and then I'd read it. Or I don't even know if I could read at this point, but I'd, I'd like really study it because there wasn't anything else. <laughs> and so that's why um, people of my generation and older um, have a much longer attention span. But see, I have hope for the kids, though, because a lot of young people listen to this stream and podcast and it's just a dude talking for two hours. So I think we might. A good chunk of the millennials, I think, are just totally fucked. But uh, I think the generation below them, like younger than them, are are working their way out of it. And later in the day, I'm going to do a stream with my mom talking about uh, parenting. But let me play this for you. This is... Boys are not toxic. There's nothing toxic about masculinity. There's... Matt, like real, encouraged, nurtured, disciplined, well-intended masculinity is some of the coolest, it's one of the coolest forces on the planet. And if you want to see an image, this is my son when he was maybe one and a half. This is probably, now almost two. It was probably six months ago, I'd say. Just watch his instinct with his mother. All right, so just watch this little man. This kills me every time. I mean, I'm watching that again. I missed some of it. Just trying to just trying to grab something. How do I start this again? I mean, that's just pure. 
Look at that. He just picked he just picked flowers for his mama. He can't wait to show her. And he's like stumbling. But doesn't stop him from giving flowers to his mama. My relationship with my son has changed the game for me with how I, I deal with people that bash boys and abuse children. I've always been really, really against child abuse to the point of like keeping my myself in check because of my town. Oswego, New York had some of the most vicious and vile um, sexual predators against children per capita and no one did anything about it. And so I think that's one reason why I'm pretty fearless when it comes to calling out um, predators with power. It's because I saw what happens when you don't, you know, your, your whole, your whole town will just start rotting. <clears throat> All right. So let's talk about Celine Dion. And I, I propose that she is in fact a vampire. And if you want to tip the show, throw me a tip. Cause we, uh, we uh, don't have sponsors. It's at paypal.me slash feed the bear. And obviously feel no obligation to do so. Like sometimes people will send me notes and they're like, is all I have big bear. You know, I love feeding the bear, but I, you know, I'm in between jobs and like literally don't feed the bear. If it's at all a pinch, like that makes me legit feel bad. Like I want you to thrive. And then when you have a little extra, that's when you feed the bear. That's when you help out the things that you like, because when you feed back into the things you like, those things flourish. And I'm pretty sure we're all sick of where comedy's going. I mean, Netflix comedy is awful. Comedy Central, they haven't made a, a good show since Chappelle's show. So if you like what I'm doing, that's that's how we can do this because I won't be able to do what I do and have um, sponsors. I mean, I would for a, a while, but then they would start they would start tightening the tightening the nails. Oh, and hugepianist.com for tour dates. Uh, Denver's completely sold out, uh, even with adding a show. Salt Lake City, almost sold out, even with adding a show. Um, Phoenix, we still have tickets. Albuquerque, still have tickets. And Vegas, we still have some tickets. So get tickets now. Uh, I mean, people have been hitting me up hard about Denver, like maybe adding a third show. But I, I like Beers with Bears after. So I'm, I'm only going to do two shows. Because if I did three... I wouldn't be done till like 1 a.m. And I, one of my favorite things about being on tour is uh, getting to meet you guys and, and doing some high-fiving after shows. So um, I get tickets. And then my last four specials, self-produced, uh, are at that website as well. So hit that up. So now let's talk about uh, Celine Dion, who is for sure a vampire. So I'm not going to play her video. You can find it. It's a commercial to her new uh, clothing line. It's It's super creepy and chilling. It's way worse than I'm even showing, but I don't want to keep promoting her. It's this weird conundrum that people in my position will fall into where you don't even want to engage uh, because you know any engagement. It's, um, it's almost like uh, the absolute value of an integer. Like negative eight is the same as eight. It's just the distance from zero. Do you, got, do you understand that concept where it's like, Eight in this direction and negative eight in the other direction. The absolute value when you put two bars next to uh, 
the number, it makes negatives positives. And I didn't understand that immediately when I was taught it as a kid. And now I do because it's just the direction away from zero. And so sometimes like engaging with these awful people oddly can promote them. So that's why I only like to do it when I can really take, take them down a notch from, <clears throat> from something they're doing or opening people's eyes to abuse or uh, a different way of thinking about somebody. But I'm not just going to complain and be snarky and sarcastic. But this one I, I am going to engage with because I want people to understand how in the open Satanism is becoming and what they want to do to your kids and why you absolutely have to support what you believe in or else you will slowly lose everything. All right. So Celine Dion launches Illuminati as gender neutral clothing line. Look at how crazy her face is. All right, let's just talk about this. The main the main elements. So she it starts off with this like lullaby, this weird lullaby. And uh and she's in this black limousine and she has a, a medical bag with a white cross on it. And my neighbor uh, told me that that was actually the sign of Lilith. He's way, he knows way more about stuff than me, but uh, I don't know. I'll just talk about what I know. So she's like, our children are not our own children. They're just the result of the universe's never ending. She's a self-determinist. She doesn't believe in free will. So she's saying that like, my son isn't my son. It's the universe's son. That's how you exploit people. That is not true. That is my son. Okay, so then she goes into this uh, this newborn baby area where you have boys on one side and girls on the other. And uh, boys are in blue and girls are in, in pink. And so she pulls out a bag of black dust. And by the way, these aren't her kids. But she just established that it doesn't matter whose kids they are because they're everyone's kids. Want to know who says that? Serial killers and rapists. That's how they view things. That your familiar bond, the people you choose to be your family or your friends and your associate, associates don't matter because you belong to everyone. Want to know who says that? People worth $700 million named Celine, uh, Celine Dion from Canada. who I'm guessing her IQ is around 70. So that's, that's something to really think about. She has uh, a very low IQ. You can tell by how she speaks, how she thinks. She is, she's real, really hurting in a lot of ways. And, and I think her mind was ultra, um, it became very specific. It became ultra focused on one skill, singing, because of trauma. And we'll get to that in a second. But anyway, so she is... Uh, in this area and they're not her kids but that doesn't matter to her she has this uh this medical bag and she blows the smoke this dust and creates this new uh world without blue or pink and if you notice there's demons in the little uh cribs you see that you can see the two eyes uh right here there's once you see what the demons look like they're literally demons and now uh, no one has a gender. And so it goes from this, where you have the pink and the blue, to this, genderless. And then it says new order on the little boy's 
shirt and it's now black and gray and there's no identifying factors. This is a rejection of reality, rejection of our creator, rejection of nature, rejection of any distinguishable patterns or words that we can use to identify uh, people that want to hurt us. It's really bad. And so I looked into, it's like Nanu, Nunu is the name of the, the clothing line that Celine Dion is doing. And it's almost like when you looked at uh, James Delafont, that Comet, Comet Pizza Guy's Instagram, and it was just all um, images of child abuse. It's similar to this. Like this was on their Instagram. It's a faceless family. That's all right. It's creepy, but that could be seen as art. Okay. Well, this this is a close where you have these children dressed in a, there's no colors. It's just black and white. And this is all real, guys. This is this is the clothes they're selling our children. It's all the eye seeing, all seeing eyes. And we have the, the children doing the see no evil, hear no evil, uh, speak no evil. And then you have a child with a black inverted cross on the bottom of a uh, swimming pool. And then you have children... Uh, dressed as animals with animal heads. All right. This is this was in another image. This is uh, what you have now. Satan. You have a child dressed as Satan with the horns. And then you have a bunch of kids instead of heads. It's they're just eyeballs. Okay. Uh, where's the other one? Hmm. Let me see. May not uh, put it up yet. I can describe it if it's not up. I cannot. Let me put it up, though. I hope you guys are having fun. A lot of people asked me to do this. They said, uh, talk about the Celine Dion thing. And I was like, okay. It's kind of a bummer, but like, okay, like this. This is new, new, new world clothing. And this is a girl not showing her face. It looks like she's sobbing into her own knees. And this is, they're trying to sell clothing that you can't see because they're not selling clothing. They're selling sadness, abuse. They're selling images of children post good. Like when the world loses blue and pink and a crazy woman can go into a hospital and, 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 you know, put some type of dust all over your, your kids so that there's little tiny demons and they no longer can identify as the body that they're born into. So that's some pretty serious stuff, guys. I mean, that's uh, Celine Dion. Yeah. So just know that they are uh, making this very open. Oh, just to show you something funny, just to break it up a little bit. This is how I, I picture every man under six feet tall. For those of you that can't see, it's just a little tiny uh, monkey in a Napoleon outfit. That image makes short dudes so mad. When I'll, I'll text that to my buddies that are short and be like, this is how I see you. This is how I picture you. And it's just a tiny little monkey in a, in a grown man's outfit. It's pretty funny because my, my new tour is uh, Height Supremacist. And it's going to be half jokes from my last several specials that are just good because I can't write a whole new hour and I don't want to shortchange you guys. But I have some new jokes and some new songs up my sleeve that I think you guys are going to enjoy.
I don't want to be presumptuous or anything. So what what happened to Celine Dion? Um, you're short on originality, says Trump uh, wave. No, that's not true at all. High supremacist is hysterical. It's 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 just changing the categories. Where if instead of race, it's just height. I mean, come on, that's that's really funny. All right. Um. So Celine Dion met her husband, this guy, this old guy who's now dead. She's a lot like Mike Tyson, where I bet that there was a time when she was cool, but she needs a like a a strong male around her. And this guy was uh, clearly a, a pedophile. And I'll explain. He, he became her manager, made her a star, all this stuff. But she met him when she was 12 and he was 39. And there's no evidence that they had sex at that age. But I don't know about you guys, but when I meet girls when they're 12, even when I was 20, even when they grew up, I'd see them as like kids. Like if you're 39 and you control the entire life of a 12 year old because you're their manager, it's almost like that Woody, uh, what was that guy's name? The real neurotic Jew out of New York, Woody something. Woody, what's the guy's name? He's a director. Woody something Steen, right? What's that guy's name? You guys, uh, let me just check it out. You guys know, uh, don't spiral about height. It's just funny. Woody Allen. That's right. Woody Allen. So Woody Allen like met his wife when she was a, uh, like his daughter. Granted, she was adopted, but still it's like weird. Like you don't have that relationship with someone and then you kind of like grow out of it. Like that's how you establish each other. Like he controlled her. So then by 16, they started, I think that's when they started openly having sex. So he's in his 40s and she's 16. And then they got married when she was 21. And he was, you know, not that age. And listen, it's one thing if it was, uh, you know, turn of the century, not a lot of people type thing. You had to get a, a good woman to take care of your your kid with polio and then go back into the mines. No, it, 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 you don't need to find a wife that's 16 now. <laughs> anyway, so she is controlled by this guy because don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm all about strong males in a family, you know, run stuff, pay the bills, be strong. You're the head of the house. That's awesome. But like he's, her husband, but also her manager. And he's the reason she has a career. And she was so career focused. She's almost like the Tiger Woods of like singing in that sense. So, and she wasn't wanted. Uh, she's the youngest of 14. She has 13 brothers and sisters. And uh, her dad openly said that he wanted her to be aborted. And she's had a hard time conceiving herself. So she was in this awful relationship that substituted men. She, she had like a strong man because her dad sounds awful. Can you imagine your own father saying that like you were a mistake? I mean, that's brutal that you should be, you should have been an abortion. A lot of people don't understand that, that sometimes that makes someone love abortions. It has the opposite psychological effect. You'd think that 
someone hears that and they're like, oh, I got to be against abortion. I could have been aborted. That's crazy. Imagine if I just didn't exist. People fall in love with their captors and they, they like they can't, a lot of people can't like wrap their heads around that amount of evil and just rejection of family and goodness that they can't accept it. So they'll just be like, oh, that means abortion's great. And so she's in this awful relationship. Um, she has a hard time conceiving. You know, there's rumors that she's a man. I'm, I'm not on board any of that stuff. I don't even think Michelle Obama's a dude. And if anybody's a dude, I mean, Barack seems as gay as the day is long. But uh, I don't think I, the whole, there's this whole element of uh, the, the internet that points out all these female celebrities having Adam's apples and they might be dudes. I'm not on board. The only one is maybe Serena Williams might be a dude. But, uh, I mean, does Michelle Obama want to be a dude? Probably. I don't know. I think the reality of that relationship is he just gets plowed by by pros, by dudes, like just pros. They can keep a secret or they kill him. Because Obama needs Wiener in his life. That guy, that guy can't live without cock. All right. So what was I talking about? Anyone remember? Oh, so, so Celine Dion clearly has a hatred of men. And so just like when Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson's uh, trainer dies and he just loses his mind because he was controlled by this trainer, Mike Tyson, you know? And then as soon as that strong male role model died in his life, he's just biting ears and buying tigers and going to prison for rape. So I think that's what happened with this woman. She is a, the definition of a uh, useful idiot. I think she kind of hates men in a sense, probably resentful about her own upbringing, probably pro-abortion because she can't face the reality of what her upbringing was. This is just me. Because I need to understand why someone would make something that evil. Like her commercial is insane. And at the very end, she's saying like, you can't arrest me because I'm Celine Dion. And this black lady goes, and I'm Beyonce. Like implying that if, if the cop believed that it was Celine Dion, she wouldn't have went to jail for like drugging babies. And then she goes, I'm going to call my agent. These people find this stuff funny. Like they're like, oh, this is going to kill because I'm going to call my agent. He'll make everything better. Her agent should be fired. I mean, Celine Dion was like beloved as this like woman, like Ellen. I, I did a lot of research on this because I don't like to be uh, half cocked these days. Like Ellen was trying to get her to talk about uh, the presidential race, even just like a year or two ago. And she just wouldn't talk about politics. She was like, yeah, don't, you know, no, no politics for me. Croissant, you know, croissant, Celine. And Ellen was just like, ah, you dyke. Ellen was calling Celine a dyke. But, uh, and it's all good. And, and then she just kind of like, there was no in-between. She went from this like kind of conservative, inspirational. I never liked her. I always thought she was horrid, Celine Dion. Just this, just awful. But I, I get why people would like her. She had an angelic voice and she just kind of stuck to her thing. But uh, 
now she's literally like a Satanist. <laughs> so just to give you guys a little comedy, Ellen is evil as well. Ellen is, uh, I mean, she's like Lady Macbeth. I bet she's got a kill, kill count. <laughs> so how many Satanists in Hollywood? Like all of them. Because that's the thing, is you don't know, always know you're a Satanist. It's when you, when you worship flesh stuff. Like when you're like, the best things in life are, you know, coming and drugs and money and crushing. It doesn't always start from like an evil place. Like it's just like, man, I love just, just the smell of tulips and, and just like, this coffee is so good and your body, I love being inside of your body. Like everything we need, it's right here. That that's that's hedonism, and and at first it seems like, why not? If it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. Listen to more uh, of that lady's uh, songs. They're all really depressing. If it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. No, it depends on what. When you say happy, do you mean does it feed your animalistic impulses? And then it can be very bad. So that's. There's definitely a million uh, definitions. There's a difference between like a cult and Satanism and Luciferianism. Wow, big ice thing just fell off my roof. Um, paganism, I think, is slightly different. Paganism can be different. But like Satanism is the worship of like the material world, which is becoming just clearly what um, people do now. And so this whole thing of thinking that you're God, where you can decide the gender of a baby, is just full blown. So here is, uh, who is one Hollywood perv you think would shock most people if they knew? I don't think it would shock, I don't think these things shock people. Like Bill Nye, I, back in the day I would have thought it was shocking, but it's so obvious that he's a vile pervert, you know, he's just a sodomite, just... I don't know. Do they blackmail conservative celebrities or those who don't want to talk politics? Because they always seem to be suddenly switch out of nowhere and you become extreme leftists. I'm starting to think that. I think that you either like really keep your business to yourself. Like Adam Sandler, they, they don't have anything on him, obviously. Because he, he doesn't ever talk politics. And... Um, and everyone knows he's not a, a leftist puppet. But I think that you got to have discipline in your life. Like you got to seriously like not mess up because if you do, they'll keep that over you. And then when you're out of line, that's when they flood everyone with your secrets. Like if you compare Louis CK and, and some of these other monsters, like Steven Spielberg, it's not even close. Like Louis CK is a creep and a degenerate and a horrible father great joke writer but it's he's not like he's more like the self the self-hatred like he likes humiliation type thing you know as much i'm not defending the guy i even hate that it, i even sound like i'm defending the guy but like he was asking women if he could whack off in front of them that's way way less crazy than like what steven spielberg and some of these other like, look at, you know, compare that to Bill Cosby and then compare that to Harvey Weinstein. And then compare, you know, like Harvey Weinstein had a line item in his budget for paying off rape victims. Like, these people are disgusting. And then you get into, yeah, 
You guys get it. Uh, Professor Griff talks about how Cat Williams was saying too much about how many hip-hop artists were gay and how they were going to shut Cat down. Well, Dr. Dre is gay. I mean, I knew a girl who used to hang out with Dr. Dre who, like, she was always saying that the whole hip-hop world is is all on the down low. And I'm like, how does that happen? And I remember she was, like, defending it. She was like, well, these guys have been with so many girls that they got to, like, change it up. I'm like, that isn't how it works. Like, I've eaten so many pizzas that I'm going to eat battery acid. Like, I can't think of anything less arousing than a dude's ass. Like, a dude's asshole. Like, that sounds so gross, but, like, I have to say it like that. Like, it, it's one thing if you're like, oh, they've, they've gotten so many women that they just don't even have sex anymore. That would be way more understandable where they're like, it's just, they've done that. But it's not like they've had so many women, they now have to bang dudes. That that means you're gay. Because it's like, I, I would understand banging like a couch or like, uh, you know, if you put like a soft blanket in between couch cushions or something, but like a dude's ass that isn't like uh, festive. It's not like, honey, we've seen all the sights in Paris. So let's see like a site that we've never seen in Paris. A dude's ass. Okay, all right. So I'm going to play you guys uh, my Titanic joke, kind of making fun of Celine Dion. And then uh, I'll read some PayPals. All right, where is it? Celine Dion. Celine. I've made fun of this woman a lot over the years, too. It makes me happy. Like that rose is the worst. Alright. Every night in my dreams I see you are through. Okay, that's the name, that's the lyrics of the song. So let's put this together, right? So so Rose goes, we can forgive that she fucked a complete stranger on a cruise with her fiance who paid for it. After a failed suicide attempt because she was so sad because she was very, very rich. So, then the boat sinks and DiCaprio at this point realizes she's so crazy, she doesn't get on the raft that there's plenty of room for DiCaprio. He lets himself drown. Like, she's like, hold on, Jack. He's like, I'm good. He died. Because he knew she was awful. Because then she got married to a good man. That, you know she did, because she had a granddaughter in the movie, right? And, uh, and listen to the lyrics of this. Every night in my dreams. Okay, think about her new guy, right? Every morning he woke up, and he loved his rose. Then he looked at her, and he's like, hey, baby, how'd you sleep? And she's like, I slept good. He goes, what'd you dream about last night, baby? And she goes, baby, you know what I dreamt about. Same thing I dream about every single night of my life. Fucking that guy from 40 years ago. Every, every night I, I feel him inside of me. And he goes, you know that hurts me when you say that, Rose, but I love you so much I can get past it. She's like, good, because it's every night. And he's like, it's okay, baby. 
I'm about to go to work, and I'm, I'm working a job. My, my back hurts, my, my fingers hurt. The boss treats me like, like, a, like a beast of burden, but I do it for you, Rose, because I know we need the money, because there's no chance in the world, Rose, that you're, you're holding a precious diamond for yourself. <laughs> Rose, tell me there's no way that for the last 40 years you've been keeping a, a giant fucking emerald, Rose. There's no way, right, as I go break my back every day. She goes, it's funny you bring that up, baby, because I, that's exactly what I've been doing. It's like, oh, God, that hurts me, Rose. But just promise me one thing. You will give it to our granddaughter and not throw it in the fucking ocean, you stupid cunt. So that's the beauty of comedy, is you can kind of see things coming a mile away. Like Celine Dion and Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, whoever directed that movie have been a bunch of commie psychos for a while. I just uh, I just got uh, launched into defensive warrior attack mode when they go after the kids. It's one thing if they want to play nonsense in their little uh, houses. Because that's what happened to Celine Dion. I, I think she became so empty that she now has to suck the blood of infants. That's why I said Celine Dion is a vampire. Because I don't think she got to grow up. I think at 12, she was linked up with some dude. I think his name was Renee. And he's a male. So there's that. And uh, just completely dominated by a guy. Never grew. She's probably still emotionally 12. Became this like massive, massive success. He dies. She doesn't know who he is. She hasn't dealt with her own father's abuse. And uh, the fact that she only is a singer. I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, only. She's an unbelievable singer, but not a very well-balanced person. So um, I think that that ends up becoming, uh, that they feed on people that are healthy and alive and they become vampires. Like why else would she make that commercial? If nothing else, it scares the hell out of parents. Like that commercial caused a lot of anxiety in the world. And that's why I like to, um, this, this channel and this stream isn't to make anxiety. It's to help anxiety because I think, uh, with me at least, if you feel like you're not alone and you also feel like there's a logical reason that people are acting like sociopaths, it really helps because I don't want um, you guys to like leave the stream uh, feeling like a cortisol dumped in your veins and you're all stressed out. And it's the opposite. I, I, I like it when you guys um, tell me that it makes you want to have like a family and you don't feel as alone and all this stuff. So there's a big difference. Her commercial made a lot of parents really nervous. And why? It's because she feeds on she feeds on people. Whether that's literal or metaphorical, at this point, I don't even know anymore because I, I never would have thought that there was literal feeding, but uh, what's that? Peter Thiel now has a company to harvest children's blood because it, it's good for aging of billionaires. And uh, to see like what really goes down with Planned Parenthood, you, you don't know. Like These people probably are most likely 
actual vampires. All right, let me read some of these PayPal's and then we're going to have great Thanksgivings. And uh, I'm going to try and have family members on the rest of the week because they're hilarious. I've been having a blast. Thanksgiving is, it's in, it's in my top three holidays by far. I love food. I love family. And I love being thankful for stuff. And it's, an, it's a, just another reminder that we just beat the shit out of the Native Americans. You know, and that makes me happy because they were a tough adversary. We didn't plan the smallpox. That was just a, a little gift. They were, they were fierce warriors. They were coming at us. But we ate enough uh, cranberries and turkey to, to, to kill the savages off. And obviously that's great for a million reasons. They hadn't even invented the wheel yet, guys. The wheel. Not exactly a, uh, a productive people. That great skin. Great eyesight. They're real sneaky. I don't even know what I'm talking about. All right, this is from Nolan. Big Bear, thanks again for breaking the JBP spell. I had a gut feeling about him, but could never put my finger on why. Have heard in the chat that Celtic Bear has likely been taken. May I be re bared as Isle Man Bear? Thanks, brother, and keep up the hard work. Uh, yeah, Celtic Bear is very taken. I mean, from the beginning of the bears, there was many people trying to get old Celtic Bear. Same with Liberty Bear. We have a Liberty Bear. But a million people want Liberty Bear. But uh, welcome, Isla Man Bear. It's spelled I-S-L-E, like Isle, Isla. Pretty sweet. Thank you, brother. Yeah, JBP really is, uh, he's a wizard, man. You got to respect his, uh, his bullshit. <laughs> like, he's so good at saying nothing and having it sound. Like, I've, I've never been drawn in by, like, a guru type. Until Peterson, like I actually now know what it's like to be one of those people that's like, you got to hear this guy, man. I can't, I can't explain it, but like everything he says, it's like right out of my mouth. And then you listen to it and it's like, well, it depends on what you mean by, by words. And, and I, Solzhenitsyn, young, I mean, it's Disney, Disney characters. And I, I mean, it's just, I, I will, I'm, I'm agnostic to the concept. It depends on what you mean by God. It depends on what you mean by Jesus. It's like, all right, buddy, I'm now seeing what you're up to. You're just, uh, you're branded. All right, this is from Charles. Happy Thanksgiving, or as turkeys call it, murder day. Norm MacDonald, quote, just wanted to let you know I'm not Norm Channel. Added a video of Norm talking about what he's thankful for. It's hilarious. Later, Big Bear. Yeah, Norm isn't lost. Norm shouldn't have apologized on the View, but he he's he didn't he's not knelt. Like he did a, a TMZ thing recently that was hysterical. He's like, ah, my jokes aren't meant to be funny anymore. They're just uh, they're they're to to appease a very tiny group of people that hate me. So uh, it's not exactly enjoyable. You know, I used to. Like, um, oh, hey, good morning. I'm live streaming. I love you. Hey, Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Your boy still sleeping? Yes. All right, cool. Awesome. So my house is going to start picking up here soon, which is awesome. 
Um, oh, and some people were writing to me uh, when I talked about when Amy said I was being uh, being kind of a jerk and I realized I was. Some people are like, watch out, you know, women manipulate. Nah, I, I actually was being a, a like a total dick. So doesn't apply with her. She's not doing that at all. Because that is good advice to some people. Like, like there's there are women that will criticize you no matter what you do, and they'll never be happy, and it's a way to control you, and it's real fucked up. Amy is not doing that. I was literally not looking at her at all for like a full day. And because uh, I was just in my own head. And I'd be like, yeah. She'd be like, can I make you some coffee, love? And I'd be like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> like, I wasn't being, like, mean, but I was just, like, uh, not being a good, like, nice. And so I respect people, like, w when people wrote, like, watch out for that. like watch that. But it's just, you got to trust me on this. Amy's, Amy's legit as fuck. All right. Is from no one. Oh, I read that one. I'm trying to get a better uh, system. All right. Hey, Owen. Boone Bear here. Keep fighting the culture war on the side of the good. I'm going to be fighting it on the business front through my business, Marketing Boone LLC. It's a slow process, and I will be very active on social media right now, focusing on Twitter and Instagram at Marketing Boone. That's at M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G-B-O-O-N. Also, I know you don't like links, but I wrote something about the genius of what you're doing from a marketing perspective, even if you wouldn't call it branding or marketing. Um, Owen Benjamin, a brand guru. Man, that's so interesting because I, I can't stand the concept of, of branding people. Let me guess, that's its own brand. See, that's that type of shit that it makes me insane. Take care and long live the bears. Well, thank you, brother. That was generous of you and I appreciate you and I... Good luck with, with everything. Just fight any way you can. This is from, oh, Shaniqua O'Toole out of Ireland. Just a happy Thanksgiving and a real nice uh, nice tip for the bear. Shaniqua's awesome. I got to hang with him just to let you guys know. It's a dude, and he's obviously not a black woman named Shaniqua O'Toole. But when I was touring Ireland, I got to have a, a really nice meal with Shaniqua, and he is a brilliant dude. He's one of the original bears, real kind, real good person, real interesting life. That, that's what I love about comedy is like, I got to hang with Shaniqua in Belfast. And the whole Shaniqua O'Toole um, character was brilliant because on Twitter, when they were doing all that, I identify, blah, blah, blah. Shaniqua would just come in like, hey girl, as a black woman, and then just say something hilarious and, and just watching how uh, the left couldn't really figure out what to do with old Shaniqua O'Toole. <laughs> All right, this is, uh, this is from Sarah. This is all I can afford right now with the holidays approaching. I'm a big fan and love what you're doing. Please keep it up. Sarah, don't, don't make me backhand. If, you're, if anyone is ever hurting on cash, give me zero. Thank you. But, um, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying now. I just got, I got a truck by the way. Remember I told you guys that, uh, all PayPal's were going to the truck for the tour. The truck has been bought. I got a Chevy, uh, Silverado with an extended cab. So the, so the kids can, can fit in there. And then I got like a covering cab thing so I can sleep in the back. 
That'll be good for touring. All right, this is from Karen. Happy Thanksgiving, Owen. Hope you enjoy your vacation with Amy and the boys. I enjoy your posts and musical talent. Sending a little something and blessings, Meta Bear. Thank you, Meta Bear. And I am grateful for you as well. Um, I love the holidays. Even if I talk about Celine Dion being a vampire, I like, I'm very happy. All right, this is from Matthew. Hey, Big Bear. Just want to throw a little tip in the honey pot since it's almost Thanksgiving. I've recently come back to God after months of this nagging voice inside me telling me to go to church. It's really helping me get over some PTSD and I'm not such a grumpy fuck all the time. Buddy, I've been grumpy too. I get it. I'm still short, but I've got my hair and my teeth. Haha. <laughs> Dude, the, the short thing's all a joke, by the way. Dudes under 5'8 can have insane complexes and they do come at me and try and kick me in the shins and whatnot. But uh, you guys realize it's all a joke. I, I, I actually don't look down at you for your height. I, I promise. I... I will be a little, uh, I'm a little paranoid of the short, short men. I call them mid, uh, midges or smidge, little smidge. But it's not because I don't think you're a man. It's because I think that you are overthinking my height and there's a good chance you're going to fuck with me because that's happened a lot in the past. All right. Keep up the good fight and don't let these sick power hungry fuckers win. Zig height. It's great. I love all the puns, you know, like height power. Zig height. Uh, the, the height of long knives. So the, the night is stupid. Also, can I be verified as infidel bear? If you're ever in Tacoma, you have a friend, Semper Fi. Uh, welcome infidel bear. And I live right near Tacoma. So I'm glad I now have a friend. Sweet. All right. This is um, it's out of Denmark. Owen, love your podcast. Been listening for a while and I keep getting better. Oh, thank you. Uh, sometimes I think I peaked at, at the Pink Floyd wall episode. That was, a, that was a strong one. But thank you. All right. I listen to lots of great podcasts and yours is right up there with the best of them. Thank you. That interview with Yuri Bezmenov is legendary. Oh, yeah. And that guy also died mysteriously in a weird car accident in the early 90s. Fascinating. So is the guy interviewing him, Edward Griffin. He's a true American hero who wrote The Creature from Jekyll Island, a great book about the Fed and the collectivist conspiracy. Another mind-blowing interview by Griffin is with Norman Dodd. Hope you enjoy some quality time with the family over the weekend. Peace, Bruick, a fellow freedom-loving father of three in Denmark. Oh, I love it, buddy. Danish. I love you. I love Danish's taste amazing. So you guys are doing some good stuff over there in Denmark. Uh, and congrats on making three life forms with your penis. That's, uh, it's all about population guys. It's all about keeping your people alive. More kids, more kids. If you're listening to this podcast regularly, have more kids. You're one, you're one of us. You're Western. <laughs> I was thinking about the van and want to get you, uh, you should definitely call it the bear van. Yeah, I know. I, I ended up getting a truck though, because, uh, Vans, A, it means I could never have a mustache because you can have a mustache or you can own a van if you're a, a, a grown man. You can't do both. If you do both, it's uh, it's a red flag. You know, it's a, it's an Amber Alert. Also, it wasn't like I, I, I like uh, hauling like dirt and I, I like treat like, uh, like when I plant stuff, it's just the, the the van would get real dirty, I feel like. 
And uh, I feel like I just would naturally become a serial killer if I owned a van. And I would probably live in it by, the, by a river. And it would cause problems with my marriage. All right. So I got a Chevy Silverado. We're a Chevy family. Both our cars are Chevys. <laughs> I remember you from TV and wondered where you dropped off to. This is where I am. I didn't drop off. I just adapted. I found you again through Arthur's friend, uh, Crowder. I can listen to your ranting, not use negatively all day. Thank you. I also don't use rant negatively. Rant just can sometimes just mean pace. Doesn't mean I'm mad. That, that Like when Amy realized that about me, it made our relationship so much better. This is years ago too. That like when I'm like, it, it sounds like I'm almost yelling. Uh, most women react horribly to that. They like just think that they're being yelled at and, and they're not. Like now she knows how to like hear, like what words I'm saying matter. If I'm just yelling about the Fed, you know, the Jekyll from Creature from Jekyll Island. I'm going to read that book. Um, she doesn't take offense to it. And almost all women do, by the way. So don't think yours is like just the one who does. But if you're like, and, and Nancy Pelosi, Elizabeth Warren, she thinks she's a fucking Native American. Like, like I'll just be like ranting. And normally women just get freaked out by tone. But Amy figured it out. That's why uh, when she asked me for more eye contact, it's the least I can do. I'm, I'm fucking crazy. You guys realize that. I've been called the big bear for a lot longer than the unbearables. Years, people have called me a giant bear. So that's why I'm, um, I, I'm trying to work on the art of being very gentle around my woman. All right. Owen, you're a brave man, brave and hilarious. I think you're on a good path, and I admire your willingness to face the coming crisis in such a public way. There may come a time when it will be wise to run instead of fight. Seek good people and watch over your family. I don't need to be christened, but I will always support you and the cause of the good people of our country and the world. Much love, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, I mean, I don't see any reason to ever run. It's, uh, I mean, if someone's literally chasing you with like a hammer, obviously, but in the ideological, cultural fight, the real N-word isn't nigger, it's no. Just say no. Someone says, well, so, you know, and, and that's when sarcasm backfires and people are like, so I guess boys are now girls. It's like, no, they're not. Just say no to it. These people are cowards. They're, they're cowards. That's why they are the way they are. They, they, that's why they want to make every man a, uh, emasculated because like strong men are the worst for cowards and, and predators. All right, what we got here? Verify me as Koki the Bear. Welcome, Koki the Bear. That's a really funny name. Koki the Bear. Um, man, we should have done more of this, the Pokey the Bear. We had a whole theme of Pokey the Bear, where it's like the unbearables almost like to be poked. Because I was going through my phone looking for uh, some good pics and stuff for streams. And we had such a good time on uh, Twitter, didn't we, guys? That was a blast. Those fights were legendary. Like telling Justin Trudeau that my pronoun is Justin Trudeau is a faggot and that he has to call me that or else it's a hate crime. It's a double whammy hate crime. See, those type of things, that's not sarcasm. That's either satire or playing it through. That's what Gavin McGinnis calls it, where you take someone's flawed logic 
and you just continue it to, to make an ass out of them, to kind of make a spectacle out of uh, how awful they think. Sarcasm would be like, well, I guess we just have to cut off our dicks now because you're oddly agreeing to it because tone doesn't translate as much as people think it does. It's, uh, I realized that I tested for SNL in 06. I actually like performed on that stage thing, like in front of Warren Michaels and all that, but I didn't do impressions or anything. I just told some jokes and, uh, played a song on the piano. The only impression I did was Pearl Jam. But when I was, uh, when the lawyer was going over the characters that I had and I realized that without tone, it sounded hysterical. Like it would be like, I can't think of any of the characters now, but imagine if they're like, and according to article 14B, uh, homeless penguin who can't stop saying faggot belongs to said party, Owen Benjamin. It, it was just so funny. Like just hearing someone in law with no timing, like say a joke. And then you realize how sarcasm doesn't work because if someone's just reading it on paper, like what you say, think about, Think about like how damning that would be legally if we really take this police state thing to its inevitable conclusion, which I hope we don't. And there's always forces at work that can stop anything. So I'm very hopeful when it comes to this stuff. Not fake hopeful. Like I know that we have a major problem. Like the dollar may fail. But um, but sarcasm, it's weird. Like if, if you take that police state to its logical conclusion and you just have all the words you've ever said, just like written, <clears throat> it would be so easy to just have these, uh, these fake courts, these kangaroo courts, like they would do in Stalingrad. And they'd be like, well, right here, you just said that boys should cut off all their dicks. And he'd be like, no, I was being sarcastic. They're like, you stated here. Except they wouldn't even let you respond. That's how it would work. All right. What are you guys talking about? Guys, look at the live viewer total. It's slowly dropping, stagnating. Literally zero spikes. And viewers, there was 1,000 30 minutes ago, 100% shadow ban. Yeah, but that's all good. That stuff, it's, 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 it's the mind games of like little fools. I like to show people how shadow banning works or like explain my censorships and stuff like that because I want people to better understand um, how it all works, but it doesn't bother me at all anymore. It's literally like someone like right before a big football game, like someone calling you a pee pee face and you're like, he called me a pee pee face. I can't, um, it's, it's almost funny and it's how pathetic it is. It's like, well, we won't, we won't show anyone your channel. Take that. I'm like, I just bought another thousand bullets and I'm pretty sure like your your food if anything goes down you know it's like take that it's like dude i i have my people like i like when you guys share hit like all that stuff it's good for the algorithm monster it's good to let other people know that comedy isn't dead that we can all still be funny and not bow to the uh satanic penis of hollywood but at the same time i'm i'm happy with our numbers like, like the amount of people that I get to interact with, I already can't respond to everybody. I don't want to be like recognized a lot. Like what I have right now is so awesome because it's like I have 
supporters and like thousands of people in America like my comedy, but I'm never like unsafe mobbed. If I'm ever recognized in public, it's usually by like the coolest person there. Just some legendary dude who's like, Hey man, me and my boy watch, watch your comedy. It's, it's really, really heartwarming. If you ever need anything, you know, I'm the sheriff, you know, it's like those dudes. And it's usually like, I like made someone's day, but it's like one person in the whole day. Like that whole, like, uh, I almost think the Aborigines were onto something about photos taking your soul. Cause like when you see the Amy Schumers of the world and everywhere they go, people are just trying to take a piece of them with a selfie and they don't even respect Amy Schumer. They treat her like a, like a hippo at a zoo. Like she's literally just like a hippo at a zoo with a funny, like a funny face. And everyone just runs up and they're like, hippo, hippo, smile, make a hippo sound. That sounds awful. Like I think fame, like trading your soul for fame is the worst deal ever. Like fame is a golden prison. Like when I used to always hang out with Vince Vaughn, when he produced uh, the show I was on and I used to tour with him and stuff, and we became just like friends. You guys don't understand how annoying it is to be friends with famous people. It's like, it got to a point where I like, wouldn't want more famous friends. Like if someone was famous and wanted to hang out, I'd be like, okay. Cause pick, just, you got to picture life through their eyes. It's like everywhere you go, everyone's looking at you and someone will come up and talk to you during every dinner with your family. Now bear in mind, there's people who hate you randomly. And then there's going to be like this mosquito leech type media presence like TMZ just looking to make you look like an asshole. So that's all the time. And then like, you know, if you need help somewhere, if like you go to like a help desk, but you're Vince Vaughn, you're not just like someone who needs help. And, and people are like, oh my God. I, and, and that's the thing. You can't get mad at them because they like you. It's like people would be like, oh, I love wedding crashes. So great. But it's just time is going by and you're like, I just need to rent a car. And it's like, yeah, but first let's talk about all the things I know about you. And that to me, I remember watching that being like, okay, a famous friend is basically just like a friend who won't pick you up at the airport and you got to overthink where you eat dinner. And it, and it oddly emasculates men. Like men start thinking about like that bags under their eyes and like how their ass looks in pants and you're like, oh, you're becoming like how hot chicks in, in, in middle school and high school would act. Like when when women first um, were going through puberty and all the boys went through puberty, that that's the most unsafe, I think. I don't know. I'm not I'm not going to make that claim because I'm not a woman. But I think being like 14 around a bunch of 14 year old boys just staring at you would feel insane. Because it's like the amount of hormones going into those boys, again, not rapey hormones, not like they're bad people, but just their body is physically just like growing and they're like just pubes are just being grown. And, uh, and they must just, and w women must just get so like almost uh, defensive all the time. Like they're always just like, that's why a lot of sexually abused women become very fat because they don't want to look attractive. Isn't that sad? Like you have these like these kids that could have been healthy and then they get abused and they and a lot of times like a, a female defense mechanism is like I'm going to be unfuckable. I'm going to gain 350 pounds and then no one's going to look at me like, you know, like my parents' friends. It's like really sad. All right.
Uh, PayPal.me slash feed the bear if you want to throw me a tip. Hugepianist.com for tour date specials. Hit the like button, share, comment, all that stuff. I'm I'm not gonna hang too much longer. Uh, you guys have sent me some hysterical memes though. You make of like I say I'm I'm about to go, and then two hours later, it's like you you fuck your cheese. All right, let me talk to some of you guys. Turkey in a big brown leather shoe. Happy Thanksgiving from the PNW, the Pacific Northwest. I start watching the Real Rob on Netflix. Rob Schneider's show. Yeah. Rob Schneider's show, it is funny, and he addresses being rich and famous. That's cool. Happy Thanksgiving to you and the family. Thanks for the stream. Anytime, Christine. I love the sidekick bear memes. Oh, sidekick bear is hysterical. The fact he has such a checkered past and, he's, and he hates Jews. Uh, beans, bullets, band-aids, and water. I just hit like. Screwy YouTube showed it as the only like. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we're 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 falsely the underdogs. Like, if there wasn't Silicon Valley censorship, do you have any idea how dominant our culture would be? Because it values the individual. Like, it's not even close. Like, the amount of money they have to put in to get those Seth Meyers numbers. Like, Seth Meyers will, like, do some gut-wrenchingly shitty comedy joke. And they'll put it on YouTube. And it'll have, like, 5 million views. There's nobody alive that's ever watched Samantha B tell a joke. And they think, I can't wait to share this with my friends. They're going to relate to this joke. There's no one alive. Samantha B is doesn't relate comedically to anybody, especially not women. Women are like, like she did this crazy sketch about like uh, cutting up a baby, supposedly three days after giving birth to her own baby. That's anyone who knows women because they're married. That you, you only know women when you're real. Like kn- knowing one woman is how you know women, because like ladies, men. Like people that are just with tons of women, you're stuck in a, in a weird zone. You only know the top layer. You only know the epidermis. You know, when you really, really know women, you know that that's insane. Like if a woman gives birth, she's incapable of doing a sketch of like chopping off the head of a baby. Like that's just not possible. So either she didn't really have the baby, which is, you know, that's possible. Or she's just fucking crazy. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving from Australia. We don't celebrate it down here, but it seems terrific. Cranberry sauce, on the other hand, just baffles me that that's even a thing. Well, that's how we feel about, you know, a lot of the shit you guys do. Like, cranberry sauce is great. You guys literally punch sharks in the face and then have sexual relations with jellyfish. So, uh... You know, Australia is like everything poisonous there, by the way. Like everything. Oh, well, I know what I'm going to do is I'm going to make um, a Christmas album for you guys. So I want Christmas album parody. So comment on this uh, video. Sorry if I seem distracted. I can just, my boy's uh, crying, but it's he just woke up and, and he's with Amy. It's all good, but I just, uh, I can't always focus. And cranberry sauce is your Vegemite to us. I don't even know what Vegemite is. What's that? That was Vegemite. Is that like soy? 
Just do a left jab on the snaz and they'll swim away. Listen, I've tried doing underwater punches and I don't think you can punch a shark effectively. I think that that's, it's fake news. I think you can put your, your thumbs and gills or like, uh, or like eyeballs, but you got to have like a retarded shark that's just sitting there and, and you don't get any torque underwater to pop them in the nose. And a shark doesn't have like, like a human, the reason you get knocked out when you get hit in the jaw, do you guys know? It's because it, your whole head becomes a lever and it shakes the water in your brain and you just, and you pass out. So it's, it's the, it's the whiplash. There isn't any like nerve in your, in your chin that knocks you out. It's you, it's you whiplash your brain into shutting down. The shark doesn't have any of that shit on his nose. Like no one's punching sharks. Oh, and by the way, I don't get my hair cut by hairdressers and people make fun of me because it's, uh, Amy always does my hair and that's why I either look like I'm in a uh, white supremacist group or I'm lesbian Wolverine. Like my hair, I, I start looking like a lesbian, um, Wolverine. And I think people are crazy for getting their hair cut by, by strangers. Like I don't know about you guys. I don't know what you do for a living, but for what I do for a living, just asking what I do for a living is a hostile question. Like when people are like, oh, what do you do? I'm a comedian. Oh, have I seen you and stuff? Yeah. Watch uh, Steven Crowder. And then it's either like, oh, I love, I love you guys. Or it's like, why are you guys Nazis? And so... Just the simple question of what I do for a living can really, really, really change uh, the course of a conversation. So the last group of people I want asking me what I do for a living is uh, a hairdresser, most likely gay, holding a sharp object near my neck. Like I'm just sitting there. We're making small talk. You know, imagine me being me and you have someone who's like, I mean, Trump really is just ruining this country, huh? And I'm like. No, I mean, I, he's doing great for the economy. I mean, Hillary Clinton is a, is a, a legitimate witch. <laughs> you know what I mean? But who's to say? And then there'd be a silence. And they'd be like, so do you want more off the top or the sides? I'm like, just don't stab me in the neck. How's that sound? Stranger with sharp objects right near my, my ears and neck and eyes. So like when people think it's weird of me, to have my wife only cut my hair. I'm like, have you thought about what it's like for me? Like if I'm on an airplane or I'm at the doctor's office and the nurse is like, oh, you're a comedian? I'm like, yeah, why? Do you like comedy? They're like, oh, I love Trevor Noah. What about you? I'm like, why? I dismantle that that sodomite. He's trying to take down our uh, our culture. Yeah, I was, uh, I was kicked out of old Hollywood because I wasn't on board the, uh, the kitty fuck. The kid fucking. And so, uh, you know, I've been, my name's been dragged through the mud. I was called a Nazi several times, but I'm, I'm doing what has to be done. You know what I mean? Me and my boy, uh, Steven Crowder. Uh, yeah. You know who he is? <laughs> and they're just like, it's as if you're a ghost. Either they like love you. They're like, man, you're fighting a good fight. Um, do you want me to help you farm? It's either someone who is like wants to help and be on board and they're like, dude, 
you're the only funny person left. Or it's like, people look at me like, wait, so you don't like Trevor Noah and you're a Nazi? Let me see your chart. I guess today we're amputating your cock. People have strong, like I was on a plane and this guy wanted to talk. He just kept talking about what he did. I never talk about what I do for a living or anything. Sometimes I just say I'm a writer. Sometimes I say I just do, I do this and that. I'm like, I I do enough to get enough money where I just can keep crushing. You know, I'll just say like weird things like that. Something legal and boring. That's what I do for a living. How about you, friend? Because I just... Things are so politically charged right now that when I say comedian, leftists just like light up. They're like, oh, you're a comedian. Like all the comedians I know that are like crazy communists. And then they expose something where they're like, I mean, Trump really is a monster. And I'm like, I think he's one of our better presidents. Oh, by the way, I'm not in that satanic club that you're talking about. I'm like a normal person. Can you put the knife down, please? And because uh, on an air- airplane, you're literally in a tube in the sky. You can't get away from the person. Like I'll put my ear, I'll put like earphones in like this. Like I'll just, like someone will be talking to me and I'm like, oh yeah, totally. I just do this and they'll just keep talking. They'll like, they'll like touch you and be like, so anyway, and I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm listening to something else because if we start talking, like this one guy was talking about how he likes socialism. Now guys, you know me. How do you think I'm going to react to that? I'm not going to be like, Cause I don't ever just go with shit. I'll be like, nice. I'll be like, yeah, I used to, I used to think that, you know, I used to live in the Czech Republic and I got to see like what socialism really looked like as it played out. I I get it. I mean, who doesn't want to help people in need? You know, we all chip in, we're stronger as a group, but unfortunately socialism always seems to end in starvation and genocide. Yeah. And they're like, well, I mean, you, they're either, quickly broken because a lot of leftists have no backbone they just want now i'm their guy they have to serve they're like oh well that makes sense so will you approve of me will you just pretend to hit a like button on my nose so my so my wife doesn't you know just keep fucking all my friends but uh sometimes they dig in hard and they look at you like you're a nazi and you're like oh you're we're in the sky on a plane like what's this guy gonna do you guys get it I still can't fully explain to people what my husband does, and we have been married for years. What does your husband do? Christina, that sounds interesting. I was at my mother's house and saw Trevor Noah's book, Born a Crime in South Africa. I almost puked, and she's conservative. Um, yeah, he's he's one of the worst. And I used to, like, hang out with him. I've, like, hung with him before. He's just, like, uh, he's a Fallon type in the sense that he's not overtly evil. Like, he's not, like... Like Hillary Clinton loves when people are in pain. She's a sadist. Trevor Noah and Jimmy Kimmel, or Jimmy Fallon, Kimmel for that matter as well, they don't strike me as sadists at all. They strike me as absolute special boys that just always require attention, affluence, status, and they'll say and do anything to get that. Like I, I think Obama is more that than Hillary. I think Hillary is, like Obama was a, was a snake a liar, uh, subversive, just bad dude. But I think that he was just like more one of these um, bathhouse Nancy boys, like a butt boy, like uh, like Fallon and Kimmel and uh, Obama, like all these guys. It, it's literally just like 
well, what do I do to be a shiny boy, to be a shiny special boy? Like, how do I, Peterson's like that. It's like, how do I get money for my suits? And, uh, and then you have like a Hillary Clinton where she loves human suffering. Like I, like Fallon isn't a sadist. He's just a special boy. He's a shiny boy. He wants a big, a big star on his homework. And the other boys don't always get the star and it makes him feel special. And he's got, you know, he, he knows something that he does that no one else knows he does. And that makes him feel like, like, like squirmy with joy. They're gross. They're gross people. Don't get me wrong, but they're not like straight up evil, but they're capable of evil. There's this great book I read in college. Uh, it was called uh, Hitler's Henchman. Cause that's the thing that always blew me away is uh, it's not that there's authoritarians. It's not that there's, Adolf Hitler's and uh, Stalin and Chelsea Handler and these people exist. It's that anyone follows them. I majored in this in college. This isn't a new fascination for me. It's like, of course, you're going to have, you know, megalomaniac, violent people without um, a conscience who, who are diligent enough and organized enough like Hitler to, uh, to do some real damage. But it's like, who are the people that are like, yeah, I'll get on board that. And then you realize it's the time period. And then you realize that we're all susceptible to it, some more than others, but we all are capable of being in a mindless army. And, and you have to actively prevent yourself from uh, becoming that. Like think about all the normal people that were just working in death camps. And, and from what... Uh, they reported it's like they would puke and cry the first couple times they'd, they'd kill civilians and then they'd get used to it just like anything else. It's like the, the, the amount of crazy shit people are capable of because of social pressure is haunting. So, uh, yeah, I would have been a Nazi if it was Nazi versus communist. I wouldn't have been either, though. I would have been killed by by both groups. People like me don't last long in totalitarian regimes. Hitler, I mean, I would be, because Hitler at least was kind of a nationalist, but he was still a, a socialist. He, he was looking for world domination. I mean, he was trying to literally kill all the Slavs so the Germans could expand. The guy was a weird cross between like, a, like an empire, like an imperial guy. And like this mysticism that he created himself where he had like national pride, but he was a socialist. I don't know. Slightly less bad than, than Stalinism. I think that's the global aspect. This whole one, the concept of the singularity, very evil stuff. It's one thing if you're just like really into your country to the point where you're just like killing short guys because you're like, no, this country needs like height. That's psychopathic. That's horrifying. But at the same time, it's more justifiable than like the whole world will bend to our will and there will be no definitions of anything. Like Stalin creeps me out more than Hitler. At least Hitler was a vet. Like he was a World War I vet. You know, he at least believed himself, I think. Then again, he was a notorious liar. All right, I'm, I'm rambling. He gets taken care of. He takes care of us, pays the bills. Oh, what? yeah. I want to know what your man does, Christine. Let me check it out. Because this uh, this podcast is unlisted. I'm enjoying the smaller amount of people, to be honest with you. <laughs> that sounds weird. And I, I didn't even want to say that because it sounds like I'm one of these, these butt boys, these special boys. But this is an unlisted live stream. 
after the first one kicked me off, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, uh, you know, take a risk and be like, Hey, everybody come check me out. I'm going to get censored again by Celine Dion's butt boys. All right, Christine. Uh, but it pays the bills. Let's see what, cause I can actually go back and see what you guys said. Insurance technology, boring. No, I see. I I'm more interested in jobs like that than any uh, entertainment jobs. If someone's like, I'm a, I'm an actor. I'm. Just, I literally would just be like, and the weather outside is frightful, don't you think? I. The last thing I want to talk about is acting or any entertainment nonsense, like insurance. I want to know can they factor in, like race, and like gender and shit, right? Because algorithms are some of the most prejudicial things on the planet. That's why when the left is like, are you a science denier? It's like, if you want to get in the status, like statistician, like statistical analysis of science, you're going to realize the world is a very, very prejudiced, prejudicial place. Like I bet there's an algorithm that can predict uh, the violence of, of kids. And I bet the main factor is, is there a dad in the house? I bet that's the main thing. Insurance companies include every stat. They do, huh? I would love to pick their brain. It's the same with advertisers. Like you'll watch NBA stuff and it's like ads for tons of fried chicken ads. And then you watch like the show House or something. And it's like an ad for like a Lincoln town car. They, they like, they pick their demo. They know, see, I never do that. Like if I'm if I've ever boosted anything on Facebook, which is what you have to do to have the people that follow you see anything because it's such a nightmare, I always just do people who like my page. I never do the demo. I never even want to think about like what my audience demographic is. I think that fucking ruins everything. You know what I'm saying? Uh actors are less talented jesters. Well, some of them are are just Brilliant people. There's a few that are just really good at human natures and art, but a lot of them are simply crazy people. They're just chameleons and uh, and mimics. Muslims feeling guilty for turd tamping and throwing their boy toys off the roof. When's Trudeau's turn? I like the monkey Napoleon pick. Did you notice he was doing the hidden Freemason sign? Yeah, see, that's the stuff I don't get on board is the... Uh, the signs, like, like, I think uh, ritualistic cannibalism, uh, men dressing as women, women as men, stuff like that. But like that, guys, I've done that as a okay my whole life. I think that if we start looking at at all the symbolic, like, what does someone mean by that number? You know, because I was watching some of these conspiracy networks, and some of them are awesome, but some of them, it's like it's all right there. I mean. I mean, look, he's wearing a shirt with an owl on it and he just gave an okay sign. So therefore there is a blood sacrifice that needs to be quenched because he has dedicated his life to Moloch or whatever the fuck the devil's name is, uh, Moloch. And I'm like, or that dude's just got an owl on his shirt and he's giving an okay sign. Because if you're oblivious to it, it's like, uh, I don't know. I just, covering one eye is weird. Unless you're trying to get glasses. All right, have a have a beer, buddy. Saturday in UK watching Tommy take the fight to them. It's hard work for you guys. I want you to have a nice five minutes to yourself and relax, pal. Thank you. Now I'm gonna take uh 
Yeah, like yesterday I was completely, I took a me day. I didn't stream. Uh, I, I rested a lot. But one of the problems is I didn't get a lot of sleep last night because I rested too much during the day yesterday. And I got excited and I started looking up uh, Sidekick Bear, like his past. All right, this is from, um, read another couple more of these and then, then I'll call it a day. Sorry, it's like when I'm selling tickets, it's all PayPal, so it gets kind of drowned. But I will get I will get to some more. I take it seriously that you guys uh tip me. When I don't get to the all the PayPal's, I I I definitely feel kind of bad about it. Alright, give me a second. I'll get a couple more of these babies going. Hit the like button. Unless you hate America. There's some cool names. Some of you guys have some wicked names. And then there's a dude just named Harry. Harry. It'd be interesting being a bald guy named Harry. All right. I'll just finish this. All right. Hey, Big Bear, just wanted to throw a tip in the honey pot since it's almost Thanksgiving. Oh, I already read that one. All right. I may have to call it pretty soon here. Go back to bed. Oh, and your brave man. Oh, I read that one. God. Koki the bear has been verified. All right, here we go. That's from James. Big bear, mate. Ripper stream, usual suspect stream. How that Yuri bloke essentially forecasted the process for destabilization is insane. It almost seems there's room for that Trump was the, initi the initi initiation of this conflict by the higher powers, full well knowing the, res the results it would take. Yeah, I mean, I try not to go down the, uh, the approved opposition road because then like nothing makes sense. Like it's almost like that's another way to get to nihilism is to think that everything's a setup. I can't do that. Like, uh, I know there is approved opposition. I know that there is a way to control the narrative, but I can't just assume that everything is like 8D chess because people just aren't that smart or they're not that most people are motivated by very short term things. Now, there's some that aren't. There's some like what Yuri described, like the people with the master plan. But uh, that's different. All right, we got here. Lay the groundwork for tribalism through victim mentality and let it sow for years through a presidency that only increases the conflicts between races. Dude, you know how many people voted for Obama because they thought it would end racism? Unreal. Obama had eight years and was claimed to be the path to building race relations yet only made things worse. I feel that while Trump was the catalyst for the conflict, if it was prolonged, the end result would be even more cataclysmic for any sense of individuality and the ability to live your own life. God bless, mate. Keep up with all your good work. Yeah, I feel like uh, Trump wasn't expected. I don't think Trump is part of the plan. I think that Trump came at a point where we can still see how bullshit the narrative is I think Hillary, you know, two more Hillary presidencies and you get a Trump and there's people, even like some of his fans would be like, 
I can't even listen to this without my soybeans becoming sad because he's not a racist. Like the definition of racist is so nebulous anyway that most people can't even define it. He's uh he's not motivated by demographics. He just isn't. He's a capitalist and he wants to and he you know, he's definitely motivated by ego, but at the same time he's capable of deflating his own ego to win uh the battles. Like if he's around Kim Jong Un and stuff, he's like Kim, you're you're a genius. Look at you with your slanty eyes. You're just perfect for this type of direct sunlight. And he's like, oh, you think so? You like my slanty eye? And and Trump's like, yeah, this this country is is just excellent. You are you are a legend. You're way cooler than me and my stupid orange face. And and he's like, oh, I wasn't going to say nothing, but that's true. And Trump's like, look at your slopey eyes. They're brilliant. And so like he'll tone down his own ego to win which is pretty sweet if you think about it. Like he isn't out of control at all. Um, all right, I'm just, I'm rambling here. But yeah, Obama was, uh, started a real bad, bad, don't get me wrong, George W. Bush's uh, Patriot Act, and I know a lot of you guys think it's a, it was a necessity for uh, the war on terror and stuff. And listen, I'm no pansy, I bleed red. You know, you got to do what you got to do to take out the take out the terrorists, man. I'm in. That being said, uh, we gave up way too much freedom for for that. Like like the government now completely spies on us all the time. And that was because of George W. So it really is kind of a, a bipartisan issue of uh, freedom being taken out. But you would never hear George W. say that boys are really girls. That's why Republicans are just more accurate. It's just way harder to convince a bunch of Republicans all this nonsense. They'll still concede. It just takes them. It just takes them a while longer. That's why you just can't concede any territory. You give the LGBT an inch, they'll take all eight, all eight inches. It's a joke about Cox. Thanks for providing content. Could I be verified as Craft Bear? Uh, welcome, Craft Bear. I want to know what craft you do. I'm now. I'm. I'm now intrigued, Bear. I have a video I'd like you to check out. It's satire. Google.com. Uh, I'll check it out, Harry. Just because I like that name. I also like Henry. All right. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? And then I'm going to get out of here. What did you guys say about 202? Do you ever read your Patreon messages? I haven't in a while. Um, but you guys, the fact that you guys do Patreon is one of the reasons I can literally do this for a living. It's awesome. Uh, so I should check that. But comments are are the ones I probably read the most, that in PayPal's. Because comments, I like to go through and see what you guys think and, um, and uh, check out links and books, you know, to see what I got wrong. Like last episode, I got something wrong. That that vagina story was uh, was parody. It was uh, whatever I quoted was like the Onion, and I I just never heard of him. It was like blue check mark news source, and and the world's gotten so crazy. I didn't even question it. Oh, you guys are talking about how there's only 200 people. This is an unlisted live feed right now, so that's not an an issue of shadow banning. I am shadow banned. Don't get me wrong. But this current lack of people in this live stream is by design because uh, it dropped earlier and I don't like to 
to have a stream where there's thousands of people and I'm just like, can you hear me? Can you hear me or no? I mean, and this, and this channel isn't monetized at all. So that also keeps the bots away, which is pretty sweet. It's just for the OGs. Cause I really like a lot of you guys, man. Like I I've grown to like trust some of you and become actual friends with you guys. Like there's a bear that lives in gig Harbor that we all now like hang out with like our families. It's hilarious. It's like this, this is more real than I think uh, most of the internet is. A lot of the internet is just, uh, just a way for people to act out their savage impulses with strangers. And uh, that's not this. This is something special and cool. And I'm grateful on today on Thanksgiving. But I'm going to get out of here. This reminds me of the old internet. The old, old internet. Yeah, it's like... Uh, Bears are excited. They're excited to like talk and, and learn and like share stuff. It's like, hey, I'm here. What's your bear name? Like it, it, it's not, it doesn't have that, that jaded, shitty nature of most of the internet. And I'm, and, and it's you guys, you guys are building it. I'm just a good tent pole. You know, I'm, I'm the guy that, that you can meet at the concert where it's like, if we get separated, everybody meet at Owen because he's so fucking huge. But it's about uh, building our own community. Because snark doesn't do anything. If we're like, really? So we have to just let in everyone from El Salvador? Okay, that, that, that'll work long term. And then they, you just watch that same person just open the door. I can't control the borders, but what I can control is how many children I make with my cock. And right now I'm at two, and hopefully by lights out time, we'll be up in the four range. Uh, I'm also open for adoption teaching your kids uh, our sweet Western values. It's also what we can do is uh, say these things out loud so we know we're not the social pariahs because we think that men and women are different and they should get married and have kids and pray. <laughs> social media is horrible. The bears is all I contribute to. Well, see, that's the thing is social media isn't the problem. It's, it's what it brings out in people. And that's why millennials are kind of the most fucked because the ones younger than them almost have more inoculation to social media. Don't get me wrong. They're facing a way harder world as far as public school and the whole like everything's relative and America sucks and cops are here to hurt you and all that, all this nonsense that they're being taught. That's no fun. But they're not as like um, it's not like the first round of smallpox on the natives. You know, like that first wave, like the millennials, like I was old enough when the internet came out where I was a fully formed person. The millennials just had it just thrown on them. And then the, the generation under them are like, oh yeah, refreshing your page is gay. It's, they don't say gay though, but they're like, no, we're all about eye contact 2.0. Like they almost think that like eye contact is some crazy technology. It's kind of hilarious. Will you tease a little of the Spielberg episode? I'm dying to learn about that. Oh, here's a little tease. Um, the girl who played Poltergeist, the little girl in Poltergeist staring at that TV, Spielberg approached in a mall, total stranger, and she died mysteriously on set. And everyone said it was a congenital disease. Some people said they, they originally told the parents that it was like heart failure. It was septic shock from an object going in her ass. 
her, her intestine literally ripped and she died from septic shock. And they lied to the parents about it. And it happened on set. She was, she, the five-year-old girl from Poltergeist was, was raped to death. That, that's a fact. If you look into the history of Spielberg and what he's, it's, it's so mind-blowingly gross. And the fact, okay, so this is why I know he's, he's a piece of shit and why I have no problem talking about this. It doesn't feel like slander or hearsay or anything. Because even if it wasn't him that did it, when you find out that a five-year-old died on your set from septic shock, right? You should be the one sounding that alarm, finding out what happened, apologizing to the parents, doing a fucking movie about the tragedy of this girl that you, he gets this girl out of a, out of a mall, puts her in a movie and then someone fucked her to death. She did not, she didn't die. At, oh, if she died at home, the, 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 what happened happened on the lot. Someone just wrote link. Just, just research it, John. Just, just, you go do it. You'll you, just go for it. It's hard to find at first, but oh, this guy, Jamie Ducks, Something like that. He does awesome work. He, he goes way into a lot of this stuff. You know, like Don Henley. Like this, the stuff around his life is insane. Like he uh, raped two 15-year-olds. And the cops had to cover for him. And he had to donate all this money to the Clinton Foundation. You can't make this shit up. It's like... The whole... Entertainment industry is run on just vile degeneracy. And and like Geffen and Spielberg are two of the worst. These dream makers. God, they're awful. Just awful. Jamie Ducks. Uh, it's Deluxe. Yeah, well, he does some good shit. I like that guy. Watch Curse of the Poltergeist. I know. And then a lot of times monsters that are hiding something will make it into like a curse. They're like the curse of my family members. I guess there's a ghost that keeps raping and killing everybody. The ghost of Harvey Weinstein's office. She was probably violated many times and so ended her chronic disease for, yeah, it's, it's horrible. I mean, so many of these child actors have spoken out. A lot of them died. Tons of them are dead now from like really, really weird circumstances. Um, but yeah, the most powerful people out there are, they traumatize children with sex acts. And I've been doing research for a stream just on uh, Kubrick that that guy was a tormented guy. He was trying to tell people what he was a part of. And... Uh, yeah, it's wild. Don't don't let other people raise your kids. Exactly. Well, that's how you fight it. You get anxiety and you get depression and you get hopelessness when you think that you can stop evil. You can't. You think, what can you do? And then when you when you really see the world for what it is, you your life gets so much better. It's like you can't stop, you know, you can't pursue Pizzagate or whatever. But you can say it out loud. You can let other people know it, it, it's real. You, you know, you, 
And then what do you do? You fortify your own family. That's why I tell people not to feed the bear if they're remotely hurting for cash. It's like you being strong in your own family helps me more than a feed the bear tip. Like the best thing you can do is to make yourself strong. And that way we can develop another community out of these ashes. Because that's what I feel like we're doing. And if you notice, the bear feeds are exploding in views because people genuinely, and this should make you feel good, they want that. People want a community. They want cheers. They want people to say, oh, try harder. You know, how, how are the kids? Have, have you lost any weight? I know I've got, you know, an extra 20. Uh, buddy, I've been doing yard work all day. You know, like normal life that's being robbed from us. Dude, I'm getting real into monster trucks because monster trucks, they're not taking a fucking knee. It's, they're just, I bought your special and my 17 year old daughter got a kick out of it. Oh, sweet. Yeah. See, that's the thing is I, I am hopeful for the youth and I'm, you know, me, I can go dark. Like I'm not fake hopeful. I know a ton of young people that write to me. They tell me how awful their life is at school and stuff, but the fact they're awake to it is truly amazing because all you need is a handful of people. You don't need masses of people. Like the left needs like million woman march with pussy hats. All we need is like, you know, five dudes. That's all you need. And then from there, you just, you get a hundred and a thousand, but it's all like uh, voluntary. You have to decide it. It's consent, which the left does not understand. All right. Bears taught me how to join a chat thinking with video and stuff. We, um, oh, well, this is one reason why I think I have a very fun and entertaining and engaging social media presence on Instagram. Cause a lot of the people on there are only on there cause of my account. Like a lot of them don't have like a picture up or any details and they're cool as fuck. They just want to be on there to hang and talk about stuff. And so it isn't these like voyeuristic exhibitionist, sadistic weirdos that just their whole thing is Instagram. And they're like, Oh my God, you, it's just normal people just talking. Because a lot of people that are on my Instagram wouldn't be on Instagram if I wasn't on there. And that's not a brag. It's just true. I, I'm not on Twitter. I got kicked off Twitter permanently. Facebook's touch and go. So people will go on there just to like riff with each other on uh, pictures. And they're fucking really cool people. And then it's almost like the leftists. And I have 60,000 people on there too. It's not like this tiny group. And it's only going to grow. Because we represent the silent majority. You know, people want families. These fucking... Man, my memory's a little shot this morning. What the hell is Vladimir Ilyanov Lenin? He said, all you need, you don't need numbers. You just need to take over the train station and the, and the phone lines. Well, he's right and he's wrong. Because you also kind of need numbers. Especially when you have a nation of people that uh, take pride in their independence. Like America... The soul of America is based around saying fuck you to a Zuckerberg. You know, farmers rule. They do rule. That's why uh, some of the first people killed in a authoritarian takeover are uh, uh, farmers, you know, like uh, small landowners, you know, like 50, 100 acre type people, not these massive farms for people that can uh, sustain themselves and their friends and family and make some a little bit of cash. They're free radicals. Um, the, the gulags, not gulags, the kulaks. I don't know, but Ukraine lost millions of them. 
I forgot about his Instagram. Got to re-up on that feed. Oh, it's a blast. It's really fun. People don't believe it. Uh, yeah, right now we have under 200 people and I like it. It's unlisted. It's like members only, just like my jacket. Don't get me wrong. The next one I'll definitely do full public, but I just didn't want to expose people to my my audio problems. I think millennials need to hear the prep talk as well, Owen. No one gives a shit about millennials. I think millennials need to hear the prep talk as well, Owen. No one gives a shit about millennials. I give a shit about anyone that that gives a shit about themselves. Like I don't think it's a lost generation because individuals are never lost. Like you can be like my parents are technically baby boomers and they're great people. You know, and the baby boomers were some of the most selfish psychos on the planet. It's like, uh, I know tons of cool millennials. Like, that's the thing is if you're awake to to reality and you have a sense of moral code and you know that the real N-word is no, you're a truth seeker. And and if you're in that sea of nonsense, which a lot of millennials are these non-player characters, life will be very easy for you. Like my brother-in-law is graduating from uh, Seattle University this year with uh, engineering. And he's, you know, right wing, but keeps to himself about it. Very nice. Loves cars. He'll get any job he wants. He's up against people that majored in like underwater vagina ballet and hate the nation. It's like if you just do anything to help yourself, if you're a millennial, you have a big advantage. Hey, I'm a baby boomer. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are. That was my point. It's like there's a lot of good people from, there's a lot of good Canadians. There's a lot of good British men. There's a lot of very strong British men. But if you just look at England as a nation, you're like, that's a soy infected uh, butt boy bonanza. You know, people just want to be the the grand marshal of the big penis parade over there and just let all these muzzies bang their kids and not say anything about it. And then turn on Tommy Robinson, the one guy who's willing to say something about it. But then you see them all on the street, you know, singing the song, singing the anthems. And then you're like, England isn't dead yet. You know, they kicked out the Muzzies before. It's not the first time the old man Muzzy tried to make a caliphate in, uh, in Europe. Oh, no. Italy was a caliphate for 300 years. No one likes to talk about that. Same with the Spielberg... Uh, stuff. Uh, My kids absolutely love you. You have done so much to wake up my son. He was headed down a dark road in spite of my efforts, but you've reached him. You and Crowder, I love you so much. Oh, well, you sound like a great mom. That's the thing is is some people have been writing to me because I tell people not to idolize me at all because, and that's, again, that's not arrogance. I've done it to people. Like I did it with Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson. Idolizing human beings is always bad, but Male role models are good. Like that, like some people are like, if it's wrong, I don't want to be right, Big Bear. I, I, I idolize you, man. And I'm like, you don't though. You see me as like a big brother that you look up to. Looking up to strong males in your community is normal. That's healthy. But we don't bring you, you know, anything outside of that. Like that's the thing is like we, like I speak exactly what I believe to be true. And I believe in truth. That being said, I am not the origin of truth. And I've fallen for that. And uh, I know other people have. And and you're not doing me any services by by looking at me as, as a place of truth, because I'm not. 
you're just not going to get that branded lying bullshit from me, which, uh, which I guess feels really good in a world of just constant branding. But we're the intellectual dark web, you know. Only the New York Times lets us speak. Such a bunch of fags. Big brother to thousands. Yeah, I've always wanted to be a big brother, too. I was a little brother. My brother is the greatest big brother. And, um, yeah, so I get to be a big brother now. Most of us literally do have to look up to you, BB. It's true. I am a giant person. Controversial opinion. Cops will absolutely confiscate guns if told to. Unfortunately, I, I think you're right. I think most cops don't want to. Most of them love guns, but I think there's a good amount that the way human nature works in institutions is pretty horrifying. Like people kind of do what they're told if there's enough social pressures on it. Uh, I think right now what would happen is the cops would go door to door and almost give you the wink of like, did you lose your guns? Just say you lost your guns. But that doesn't last. The next generation of cops is going to be way crazier than this one. That's the problem with this Black Lives Matter bullshit. Is it like now it's just going to attract cops that don't give a shit if you think they're racist. Right? How scary is that? If someone's like, because I know so many cops that are awesome dudes and they're just, they have a hard job and they just try to do the best they can. They got into, they got into police work because they wanted to be that guy that like saved somebody or was there to help. And then you have all this like, you know, cops are pigs. Like the, the Nike spokesperson, that big haired butt boy, Colin Kaepernick. Man, what is up with half black Hawaiians? First Obama, then Colin Kaepernick. But he wore socks that had police depicted as pigs, like actual pork. And then Nike gives him a contract. That does not make cops feel very safe, guys, or respected. And that's horrifying in that position, you know? And so what happens? You get Right now you have a bunch of cops that feel shame because they want the community to like them. They, they don't want people to see them as pigs. They want people to know that they're not racist and they want to do the best they can. And they, they'll show up to the door where there might be a meth head inside with an arsenal. You know, and, and what's what, what do they get in return? Just they're called pigs and they're hated. And, they, and, and people call them KKK and stuff. So what's going to happen? The next generation of cops will be people that are like, they don't care. Like, it's the same thing with Catholic priests. The fact they couldn't marry just because of land. Like the Catholic Church literally just simply didn't want to lose land. And so, and I know some of you guys will probably say it's another reason. And maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I've looked into this land, right? Because if a priest married the, the wife, the, the, the land would then go to the family. And so the Catholic Church would just keep dividing their land. And so what did they do? They said, uh, priests can't marry. So the land always stays in the Catholic Church. So who, what kind of person does that draw? Now, there's tons of moral, great priests that were drawn to it and did the vow of celibacy and, you know, it's a sacrifice to God and all that. Yeah. And there's also a ton of perverts that, that want to hide because when people ask him why they never got married, because you can't marry a nine-year-old boy, everyone's like, oh, priest. Like my, my uncle Ron was going to be a priest. And he was very close to this priest that really wanted him to be a priest. And he was like starting to think about it. And then he was like, ah, 
I'll miss screwing. And that's a very normal reaction from a lot of um, males. You know, that's why I think a lot of Protestant churches are, are healthier because you can look up to someone with a family. And uh, so the Catholic priest system drew a certain type of weirdo because they couldn't get married. Oh, no, don't make us not get married. It's the same with cops. If cops are like unfairly vilified and called racist, you're going to draw racists. Like the next round is going to be dudes that are like, if someone's like, you're a racist, it's like, you sound like a nigger. Like that's what the left, the left doesn't believe what they're saying because they just use your own shame and your own desire to not be racist against you. That won't work on someone who actually uh, is racist. They'll be like, oh, you're, it's kind of like when people call me a right winger. I I take pride in that. I have no shame in that. When someone's like, oh, you're, you're like a conservative. I'm like, yeah. Why? If you thought I was a liberal, I would be like worried that I'm retarded. It's the same with racist. If someone calls you a racist and you're really a racist, you're like, yeah, no shit. Why wouldn't you be? And imagine that world. All right, I got to go. I'm, I'm rambling, but I'll, I'll check PayPal one more time. Hit the like button, share, hugepianist.com for tour dates. They are selling out. Denver's already gone, so uh, get tickets. I'm going to be doing a Christmas album, so comment on here. Parodies of Christmas songs about, you know, Soy Boys, the stuff we usually uh, get excited about. And, uh, yeah, I think I got to most of the PayPals. I definitely missed a few, but... I definitely have to get my day started. I've done a very long stream today. I just realized. Sorry. So I think it's because of the small numbers. I just feel like I can just read the chat and it's fun. Uh, need to define what racism means. It's very rarely even exists. Yeah. And and it's it's pretty invented term. It's kind of like gender, but I can still use the word gender. Gender is an invented term to separate sex biology from uh how society views you, but it's, it's an intense word battle. So one way to win is just take whatever word they use and just use it properly where it's like, Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm cis, which is normal, which is the normal thing. And, uh, they've defined racist to mean if you're white, not hating yourself or not giving special treatment to non-whites And you know that it's just anti-white because the concept of person of color unifies the entire world against whites. It's not like, oh, because of slavery and black people, it's like, yeah, well, now we're going to throw in people from Thailand, Eskimos and Aborigines from Australia and maybe, uh, you know, someone from Ecuador. What do they all have in common? There's no shared history. The only thing they have in common is they're not white. So therefore, this whole movement is anti-white. Why? Because we're the majority of the richest country in the world and people want us to hate ourselves so we don't defend ourselves. Ha! But actual racism does exist. It's when you... uh, It's when you think you're better than someone simply because of your race. Because if you acknowledge bell curves, um, that isn't racism. That's science. But if you look at bell curves and think, oh, well, Celine Dion is smarter than Thomas Sowell or Sowell. I always mispronounce his last name. He's one of my heroes. 
because she's white and he's black. We're talking about a difference of IQ of like 80 points. Thomas Sowell's IQ as a black man is 80 points higher than Celine Dion. She's functionally retarded. And uh, she's white. So racism would mean, okay, white people are better than black people. That's racist. I know very, very few people who think that. People are scared about demographic takeovers for obvious reasons, voting patterns. People don't want to be a minority in their own country because typically those people get uh, executed. Um, People can think that there's a trend in a certain group like sickle cell anemia, but that doesn't mean that being black means you have sickle cell anemia. What racism actually means is you think you're better than someone because of their race. And that's rare. That's very, 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 very rare. Like growing up, we'd all have posters of black men on our wall, like Michael Jordan, because a lot of black men were tall. And I actually related to blacks more than short whites. And so although I sucked at basketball, I was first pick and then a big disappointment. It's kind of like a, like a Chinese kid with like uh, dyslexia, like you, you, you cheat off old Ming because you think he's going to have one of those China, Chinaman brains. And then he, you fail and you think it's his fault. You're like, why the fuck did you let me fail? And, and, and he's like, I know Reed. I, I, my, my, my mom did a lot of morphine when I was pregnant. And you're like, well, fuck you, Ming. Now I fail. It's like, I never told you to cheat off me. My, I never told my mom to eat all the poppy seeds. It's like that with basketball. I'm almost six foot eight, guys. When I say I'm six seven, sometimes people are like six six, closer to six eight. And so if I'm picked in basketball, I'm like the the pick. And then when people realize I have a lot of hustle in me, like I got hard, I can rebound, I can play hard, I play to win, but I'm fucking terrible at basketball. Then they get mad at me like I'm wasting it. Hence my paranoia of short men, because they're always the ones being like, you suck, Big Bear. Like, I picked you first. You're wasting it. And I'm like, I'm not wasting it. I'm a piano player and a comedian. I don't have your dreams, little man. I dreamt of being shot out of a cannon once, but I'm too tall for that. You and all your circus buddies. Uh, BB is black from the waist down. Actually, I think I have like a strong penis. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like, it's nothing like Weird and massive. Just, you know, slight advantage over medium-sized men. But, uh, you know, if you put our dicks in a lineup, it's nothing crazy. I'm really good at peeing. Me and my brother last night literally had a pissing contest. I put a picture on Instagram. I pissed higher on the wall. And and just another random guy got on board. Because it started with his brag, this random dude. Good guy. But he was like, man, I could piss over that, uh, that door. And we're like, yeah, no, you fucking can't. He's like, dude, I totally can piss over that door. I'm like, dude, we've all thought we could piss over doors that we can't piss over. Have you have you even tried? And so then we're like, let's fucking do this right now. And so we just went outside and we got a wall and we're like, whoever gets highest on the wall and then also volume of, of urine. And I took out both categories because I always have piss in the bladder ready to compete with. I'm the only person in the history of Joe Rogan's podcast where he had to leave and, and pee and I didn't. It's never happened. I can outpiss anyone. Like three hours. Like some people can't go three hours without peeing on the podcast. I can go three days 
And then when someone challenges me to, no, no, I'm going to take that back. I can't go three days. I'm not going to pull a Jordan Peterson on this thing. I can go a ridiculous amount of time without pissing. I'm not going to say three days. That's, that's some Peterson bullshit. At least a day and a half. And so then when I unleash, it's a game changer. You know, people are like, that's the most amount of pee I've ever seen. And I'm like, then don't talk, don't run your mouth about peeing over a door. And they're like, sorry, Big Bear. I'm like, don't apologize to me. Apologize to yourself. Apologize to your kids. One day I have to look up to this, this fucking pee liar. You're a, you exaggerate pee. Man, I'm worn out. I'm just on a full ramble. But want to know why I do this and why I have no problem recording this and playing it in front of thousands of people? Because there's going to be bits that come out of this. They're not structured great right now. Right now, you may be looking at me going, man, you're just fucking rambling. Yeah, but I can re-listen and I'll be like, you know what? That hair, that hairdresser joke is hysterical. I'm going to write that down that I don't trust strangers with uh, sharp objects in their hand, especially given what I do for a living. Right? All right. I stole five bits already. That's fine, Dave. I don't mind if people steal my bits anymore. I just want people to remember comedy. I don't give a shit. I don't feel that protective about bits anymore. It's bigger than all of us. <laughs> uh, you doing a stream with Guck and Brother? Hell yeah. I like Owen rambling more than I like most comedians' polished final results. Oh, thank you for that. Well, I mean, they're, they're not rambling, honestly. How do you write jokes anyway? Well, this is how we do it. So a joke, you, you, you think of like a... They come up naturally where, where we'll, we'll just be like talking and the key is writing it down. And that can be annoying for people because it looks like you're checking your social media or something, which I'm not. But like if something funny happens, boom, I write it down. Like, let's say what I got, what I got up my sleeve here. Uh, like I just wrote emasculated Chinese. To be honest, I don't really remember what that's about. White burglars. Uh, Oprah Harpo. Own NWO. Oh, I was spiraling about. See, I, I, I don't. I think Oprah's a weirdo, but you know how it's the own network, OWN? Backwards, that's NWO, New World Order. And she's almost like setting that up with Harpo, where that's Oprah backwards. So she's like, yeah, read it backwards. So I, I felt the need to write that down. I'll probably never use it. You guys want to see how many notes I have? Watch this. Yeah, let, me, let me make sure that I can see it. You see that? Look, look, it'll just go forever. Look at this. You see that? Yeah. So you write down funny moments and then you think about how to structure the joke and it has to come from a true place. And then you have to use exaggeration, irony, uh, timing, or just absolute true language is now seen as funny because it's so rare. But um, that's how I write jokes. And sometimes you guys will write me jokes like straight up. Like you'll be like, yeah, I was thinking about this. And then you'll just say something hysterical. Because I was the first comedian to do Pound Me Too, but 
that came from like a, a hang with our buddy um, Sherman, who's like a handyman who also helps out with tree work. And we're all just hanging. And to be honest, he's the first one who said that to me. But he's not a comedian. And he was like, you got to do that. And I'm like, yeah, I will. But yeah, I mean, Sherman was the first one to say pound. Comedians are only as strong as their community. And that's why I think I've been writing so much now is because I think uh, I've gotten just such better people enjoying my shit. Very uninspiring. You guys, because it requires effort to kind of find me and support me at this point. Uh, it's people that really give a shit about life. And so you're the type of people that will say stuff and I'll be like, oh, that's fucking hilarious because you're quality human beings. You're not just this fucking scum. Just out there like, uh, Caitlyn Jenner is woman of the year. I used to do a bit where it was like about my physics buddy who was like, Caitlyn Jenner is woman of the year, but hasn't been a woman for a whole year. And then I followed that. See, that's the joke. And then when you're writing comedy, think of another version of that to add on it. Because now that you have a character established, it's funny. Think of another one. So then I thought of the next one, which was, because this is based on Kevin Hickerson. This is a real person. He really said this. And uh, so I said, on a queer night, or no, if I was a criminal in Gotham, I would commit my crimes on queer nights. I'm like, why? This one isn't, I wrote this one. Um, I was like, why? And he was like, uh, because the bat symbol requires reflection off a cloud. So if Commissioner Gordon turns on the bat symbol and it's a queer night, the photons will travel through the universe for infinity and will never alert the Batman as to my crimes. Because for some reason in that universe, they don't use phones, only bat symbols. So without clouds, the, the Batman would never know what I did. See, it's the same almost slightly autistic character that just says things for what they are and as long as i already had caitlin woman of the year you just add on another one and that's that's the toolbox of comedy versus the inspiration of comedy like sometimes you just get inspired you know and you'll just come up with a lot of times on stage you'll just come up with some random thing that you never thought of you'll say and you'll be like that's been sitting there this whole time like I, one of my the first joke i ever wrote like that that was just sitting there the whole time is i did a bit my first half hour special, it's like 26, 27, where it was uh, about pictures, about going through breakups. I'm like, you get sad when you look at pictures of you and your ex when you're going through a breakup. You're like, look at us on a beach. Oh, that was my birthday party where she was smiling. And look at us, we're on, on a horse. I'm like, that's only because you take pictures when you're happy. Next time she's screaming at you at Ikea, take a picture. Save it. So if she ever dumps you and you're getting all sad, just look at it and be like, oh yeah, she's fucking crazy. <laughs> she had a meltdown in Ikea. You know, like that has been there the whole time. That simple idea of taking pictures when you're upset so that you don't um, alter the perception of what your relationship actually was like. Because that's the thing. It's like, you'll remember a relationship based on the pictures you take. And all the pictures will look like super happy and supportive. Next time you're in a rock bottom position with, with someone you're dating, take a picture and then never forget it and be like, oh, and then you're right back in that moment. 
where you're like, she kicked the shit out of my car for no reason. Take a picture of the car, take a picture of the, of how much it costs and put those pictures side by side of the good ones. And that way you have an accurate representation of reality. Like that came out of nowhere. That just popped in my head. It was like, but you can't rely on that shit. You can't rely on just uh, inspiration. You have to have a toolbox where you're like, okay, I'm going to write jokes today. How do we do this? And, and that's what I just described with the uh, Batman one is, is it was that it can be very calculated where you're like, okay, well, this is the rhythm. Now let's get other examples to tag it with. And that way, once people get a familiarity with that character of the super smart, somewhat autistic physicist, my friend, Kevin Hickerson's real guy, then you can just keep tagging it. And uh, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And, and think about what struggles people face. Cause you know, comedy can either normalize evil or reveal it and help it like help deal with evil. And so be one of the comedians that helps. Don't be one of these comedians like James Gunn, who says he's joking, but he's really just saying vile. He's hiding behind uh, the ability of saying vile things. Like Stephen Colbert is blatantly a political entity, and he's just hiding behind jokes. Why he said that, you know, Putin's mouth is Trump's cock holster. Like that's blatant. I think it's funny to mock gays. I think sodomy is a ridiculous thing that people do that I don't mind mocking. And I, and I know in my heart that I don't hate people for being homosexual. So I can fucking run with that all day long. So, but don't be like that guy. Don't hide, you know, hide your intentions with, with comedy. That's what's making the world so insane. So find something that, that stresses people out. One of the biggest things is men and women getting along. And that's what my, most of my career was up until uh, politics invaded everything and said that men and women aren't different and that the way to get along is to have abortions. <laughs> but I think people being deeply in love and still fighting can drive them crazy because they're like, when does it end? It never ends. And that's why it's a wealth of uh, comedy because you can see and you can trust someone like me that it's obvious I, I adore my wife and I'm happy and I'm in a great relationship and so when I do jokes about it, it's not coming from this like cynical, mean place. It's coming from a, just a very true place. And that's why you'll see women laugh, as I call them crazy, because of the intention. And so when you see a truth in society that people, for whatever reason, aren't seeing, that's a goldmine for jokes. All right, I got to land the plane. So hit like, share, comment, all that. Uh, PayPal.me slash... Feed the bear if you thought this was worthwhile and you want to throw me a tip. But if not, please develop your own um, financial stability because it makes for better citizens. Uh, what else? Hugepianist.com for tour dates. Very excited about the tour. New truck driving the whole way. Chevy Silverado. Uh, bought it with, you know, you guys' support. I didn't buy it straight up. I owe, you know, I got a, I got a, a loan from a Jew. That's when the Jews are great. You know, the Jews are like, Hey, you can't quite. Cause it, I, I had enough cash to buy like an Oh four with like a hundred thousand miles or 120,000. And I'm like, or cause it's not about niceness. It's about value. So I'm like, 
I should just get a loan and get something that has a better resale value. So I got a Jew to give me a loan. So thank God for those Jews. But I'm not leasing. My my accountant always tells me to lease because you can write off the lease. But I put on so many miles that like once you break that like 10,000 mile bullshit, like every mile is like a dollar. It's like, fuck that. And they're like, yeah, but it's a write-off. I'm like, dude, there's better ways to do write-offs, right? Can't we just buy guns and shit? They're like, yeah, guns aren't a write-off. I'm like, fuck. Because I'm all about write-offs. All right. So comment Christmas songs. I need parodies because I'm going to do a whole album. And uh, just in time for Christmas. And we have hats and patches coming too. Um, at Owen Ben Jam on Instagram, at Owen Comedy on Twitter, because I've never even logged in. It's run by my good friend Dolev. Uh, and does Dolev mean bear? Dov means bear in Hebrew. Yeah. Hebrew. Hebrew is an intense language, and they read right to left. It's all squiggly and shit. It's so fucking intense, Hebrew. It's an ancient people, ancient language. 12 Days of Christmas. Well, I did, uh, I already have a 12 Days of Christmas thing. It's on the first day of Christmas. Uh, shit, what was that? Do you guys remember that? what, what, what that was? Uh, I'll just play it for you guys, and then I'll go. So, yeah. I still think it's the Amish. If it's anybody, it's the Illumin Amish. They're not, they don't have any currency. They, they fucking avoided the whole thing. All right, so Owen Benjamin, 12 Triggers of Christmas. All right, let me get this out, and then that'll be a good way to, to wrap this baby up. Yeah. Let me... Uh, And I want a whole album now. I want the Owen Benjamin Christmas album. And it's all just being like, just mocking the left. You guys get it. You guys get where I'm coming from. No, I don't need a new flash player. Um, What's up with everybody thinking you need a new flash player? And this video didn't download. It might just be the audio, but that's cool. First day of Christmas, something triggered me. A straight couple with a family. On the second day of Christmas, something triggered me. Two total genders and a straight couple with a family. On the third day of Christmas, something triggered me. Three full-time moms, two total genders, and a straight couple with a family. On the fourth day of Christmas, something triggered me. Four soyless lattes, three full-time moms, two total genders, and a straight couple with a family. On the fifth day of Christmas, something triggered me. Five whites with no guilt. Ah, I forgot how three full-time moms, two total genders, and a straight couple with a family. On the sixth day of Christmas, something triggered me. Six Russians hacking, five whites with no guilt. 
white couple that time on the ninth day of christmas something triggered me i just want to know all nine men succeeding eight nine, nine men succeeding that's funny six russians hacking five whites with no guilt four soyless lattes three full-time moms two total genders and a white couple with a family i changed from white to straight. on the tenth day of christmas something triggered me Ten Trumps are tweeting, nine men succeeding, eight comics joking, seven arms civilians, six Russian tagging, five whites with no guilt, four soyless lattes, three full-time moms, two total genders, and a straight couple with a family. On the eleventh day of Christmas, something triggered me. Eleven good cops copping, ten trumps are tweeting, nine good cops copping, comics joking, seven on civilian, six Russians hacking, five whites with no guilt. Four soilless lattes, three full time moms, two total genders, and a straight couple with a family. Under the other twelve. On the twelfth day of Christmas, something triggered me. Twelve Christians praying, eleven good cops copying, ten trunks are tweeting, nine men succeeding, eight comics joking, seven moms of billion, six Russians hacking, five I'm I'm the backup. Four soilless lattes, three full time moms, two total genders, and a straight couple with a family. Yeah, it definitely needs a little uh, touch by uh, the Sweet Prince Productions. I, I'm not the best at music producing, but uh, I just dialed. That, that was not easy to record. Like to do my own backup, backup vocals, but I was trying to sound like other dudes. Five whites with no guilt. All right. So you see where I'm, where my head's at. So uh, comment funny parodies of Christmas songs or Hanukkah songs. You know, I'll get Jewy with it. You know, the highest selling Christmas album of all time was by a Jew, Neil Diamond. So why don't we do the highest selling Hanukkah album by a Christian? That's what I'm talking about. That's what balances it out with the Jews. Everyone's like, what's up with the Jews? I'm like, exactly. What is up with the Jews? It's like, well, a lot of these guys, they want, they want borders for Israel, but not America. I'm like, no, but it's fine. Dead borders in Israel, but we should also have borders in America. Let's learn from those sneaky Jews. You know, a lot of them are hardworking and have a good concept of nation. Like, like, just, just do what the Jews do. Just not so sneaky. And, and you know, a third of them are just horribly self-sabotaging. All right, I'm not going to go down the Jew rabbit hole. I had no idea you did the backup vocals too. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I just uh, I spiral into a creative place, like. <laughs> Like when you see my rambly shit and then you see that 
you're like, oh, that's what happens. You just fucking put together rambly random stuff until it like is funny. All right, gotta go, gotta go. It's uh, it's now 10:27, 38, 39. Okay, I've done three fucking hours. So hit the like button. PayPal.me slash feed the bear, patreon.com slash WDTL if you want to get on board that. I'll put up more um, chats with my mom. I miss doing those. That'll be for Patreons only. Because I don't want to give anything extra for Patreons, but that one makes sense. Because I don't like having her out there for the whole world all the time. You know, you can't flood the market with gold. That old gene. Be thankful today, guys. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for all the songs you're about to write me. In the comment section. Uh, much love. And Celine Dion is for sure a vampire. And please hop on over to YouTube.com slash Owen Benjamin Comedy. And hit like and comment and all that stuff. Um, have a great day. Turkey time. It, Thanksgiving's the best day except for turkeys. And of course those filthy savages that we took out after they tried to double cross us. Alright. Bye everybody. I love you guys. Well I, I'm very fond of you guys. I don't want to say love yet. <laughs>